the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're making up for the fact that the new season of Jack Ryan had to be reviewed on Pilot Plus last week by bringing Wendell Pierce himself onto this week's show to chat all about that. Plus, we head to Rotterdam to tangle with some dangerous types in Then You Run on Sky, fire up the CCTV with Ross Kemp in Blindspot on Channel 5, and hack government servers with a pair of eco-activists in a thin line on Paramount+. Plus. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters, and a podcast that, despite being historically sceptical, now unequivocally believes in the power of positive thinking. After, amid a wasteland of cancelled shows and streaming injustices, Warrior Nun was snatched from Satan's jaws and granted a belated reprieve from damnation. Boyd, Kay, has this blown your nun-loving minds? I'm not sure if Kay is entirely on board <laughs> with the Warrior Nun really? um, scenario. What, do you, what have you got it. against Desigual? The name, for start. <laughs> Even more bewilderingly re- reference to Desigual. Do, you know, do you know what he's no. talking about? Shall no, I explain? I have no idea. It's very Basically, Spanish. Yeah, Warrior Nun. Oh, is Desigual. It, yeah, it's a, a Spanish set thing, and um, a lot of the people often seem to be wearing oh, Desigual, which fine, is like. Desigual, which is always. It's a Spanish Zara. It's a Spanish Zara, but no, with like explosive, yeah. colourful, frankly, often it's got hideous. It's real Europe, Euro yeah, trash vibe. Euro trash vibe, totally mm-hmm. Euro trash vibe. Unless yeah. our listeners are wearing Desigual, in which case of we course, love it. Of course. Um, Yes, uh, Warrior Nun was a cult phenomenon that was much loved on this podcast, including oh. by, I believe, I remember Terry, Terry, as well. Terry White loved it. Yeah, it, it's, it's madness. It's a mad, it's a mad, insane show, and it's been uh, and it was cancelled by the Netflix, and now it's it was revealed it's coming back by the creator. But he didn't say him where it was going, going did he? No, he just, so I don't know if we've got any details. It was just no. on Twitter. Twitter was aflame. Yes, with because it should we should be pointed out that while. Clearly, it is insane that Warrior Nun has been renewed where the likes of the OA and even Lockwood and Co. have not. But mm. let's not get into that and mm. winks. But anyway, uh, the Warrior Nun hive is a force to be reckoned with. Like, I don't know if you ever write anything on Twitter and use the hashtag Warrior Nun, really? they, they, honestly, they will descend. Like, they're, they're a wow. powerful force. They're mm. very, very passionate mm. about this show. You know, I really enjoyed the first season. Is it a great show? <laughs> Rhetorical question. Hard to say, but I, mean, I you've do enjoy very it. Very high pitched. Yeah, so. but, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it, and it has a really passionate fan base. And actually, there is a part of me that is rather pleased that it's coming back because I kind oh, of feel yeah. like I feel like Netflix have been very, very trigger happy with a lot of these shows. And I think actually, if the Warrior Nun Hive have the clout to bring back Warrior Nun then there's hope for all manner of things to get cancelled. What would you bring back, Boyd, apart from the OA? Apart from the OA, if you could, who would you, who who would you, you know, galvanise a now. hive to resurrect? What, what show? What would it be? Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> um, is there anything that you yeah, have that was cancelled that you would like to see exhumed? Yes, yes my so-called life. Oh, yeah, good answer. Bring that right back. Yeah, Kate, 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 not in any way late to the party. Ribeiro, hang on. You're going to necro my so-called Ooh. life. How, how, how many decades after it came off the air? Wait, you, you, you've you been re-watching West Wing. No, no, but I'm just saying, it's like surely to resurrect a show, you need to be able to... I mean, I, I think it's fairly safe to say that the, the, the main characters will have graduated high school at this point. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, like that. Okay, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm saying, right, I'm saying there are logistical problems. <laughs> to re- Like, most okay. I called life. And I should say, so everyone loves fantastic. that show. Only one season. I've never actually seen it, but apparently, amazing show. Yeah. But yeah. Claire Danes was, what, 17 at the mm. time? Yes, she, no, I see your point now. Yeah. I thought you were just being unnecessarily... I mean, uh, I was that too, obviously. Twanish, but but but, <laughs> but the, there are logistical barriers, yes. I would say. So maybe okay. something a little more, more recent where, you know, the cast are likely Ooh. to return. So demanding. Yeah. Yeah, I am. 
Eldorado. Eldorado. Where are Bunny and Fizz now? Yes, That's the question. Or Marcus Tandy. That is the question. You've also, in your introduction to this this particular podcast, you've mangled news yes. with like a question. Because he section. was so excited like, to talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. all completely. We are, we are about, about living face. in the dictatorship. You yes. are, yes. This is my world, you just live in it. Mm. Uh, okay, good. Well, this has been fun. Well, Lockwood & Co. Is, your, is my answer. Yes, you should fucking bring that back. They the should most bring that back. recent egregious yeah. example of an excellent show. Yeah. Cruelly cancelled. Even I like that one. I thought it was really oh, good. Yeah. 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 Since since we are blurring the lines between news and let's be honest, every other section of the mm. show, we should probably mention that it's not just Netflix who are no disrespect Netflix streaming twats. <laughs> so Paramount Plus or Plus, if you will, uh, uh, that's probably what well, they, you will as, you're, as I will. Your yeah. famous mispronunciation. Paramount Plus. Yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, they have not only not only cancelled Star Trek Prodigy. Oh, yeah. And not only cancelled Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I mean, but they are erasing both shows from their channel, which means it. they will no longer exist. This is the new phenomenon, though, isn't yes. it? Yes. It is mad. I, I don't find think. It absolutely. So no one else bonkers. can buy it up and show no, it. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they will at some point release a physical release, or maybe they'll sell it to someone else. I don't know. But all I'm saying is that Paramount Plus is the home of all Star Trek, I believe, at the moment. Like, you can get all Star Trek on Paramount Plus. But apart from Star Trek Prodigy, which is being. Was that shot shit. into the sun no it was fine it was only kids but it was fine uh, I interviewed Kate Mulgrew uh, you, you, for that you can actually get different, lots of different Star Trek series still on other streamers you can like, I believe OG Star Trek still on Netflix for is it yeah. I didn't know that I believe yeah. um, but but I just it, that kind of blows my mind it's like cancel it okay but also think about this so Rise of Pink Ladies was a show that was released week by week not in one go and According to my vague maths, or rather something someone told me, it's about three weeks since the last episode aired. So if you're watching week by week and waiting, you then yeah. had three weeks to watch the final episode before all episodes were unless scoured you, from this Unless earth. you recorded it. Unless, unless, unless you had a, 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 a some kind of VCR player, yeah, yes, which you just kept <laughs> you around from the nineties. Or you had your handheld camcorder, just yeah, yeah. Well, you could have Sky Plused it or whatever. Sky Plused, Sky Plused it, Plused it, thus incurring the wrath. Of, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. So, mm. so listeners, just in case you're wondering where this wrath, wrath thing is, I'm insisting the word wrath is pronounced wrath. No, Boyd is no. insisting it's pronounced no, wrath, which wrath. I think makes no sense because there's no O in it. But also, uh, sounds to me like an American pronunciation. This wrath. also, this no, all your started. Your pronunciation is American. Wrath. wrath. This all started because we gently ribbed James about the fact that he says scenario. Yeah. And then it led to him going, oh, blah, 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 wrath. And we're like, what? What's this a is, wrath? Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. the word on Wolf and Owl this week that, um, that uh, Tom Davis said? Said, um, oh, yeah. that was Americanized and, and, and Ramesh boy, picked it yeah, up and it was like that up. it was really mm. funny sadly I can't remember what that example was um, but it was but you are yeah you have descent you become so heavily influenced by your American <laughs> favourite American shows you keep using American pronunciations but yeah. that, that that upsets me actually the very the very mm. uh, implication of that yeah. upsets me a lot do you call everything a season now as well only American shows. Oh yes, but, then, oh, but but also I call American streaming show seasons, even though they're not seasonal, uh, yeah. so, which doesn't make any sense. Right, but I do. So American show season, <laughs> UK show series. Yeah, same. Yes, same. okay. Yeah. Well, at least, at least we have agreement. Well, yeah, we, we have agreement on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine. But can we just right here, right now, draw a line in the sand and say, it's for rough. the love of God, stop this erasing of yes. shows from existence? Because regardless of whether you like a show, like even if it only has one season, it should exist. For posterity, yeah, it's so weird, isn't? And why? It's all down to money. Like apparently, they save money because they don't have to pay the. It's to do with residuals, residuals. not residuals. Residuals. Well, very good. Although for Warrior None, it would have been residual residuals. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but 
surely inbuilt into the economics of streaming services is the fact that you keep the shows on there, yeah. cancelled or not cancelled. Like, it's like the fundamental whole point of, you know, like Netflix 21st. So we're going to have a library of all the shows. To be fair to Netflix, I don't know of any examples of them getting they've rid not, of it. They've and not erased anything. One of anything. their originals. I can't imagine no. them doing that. I really can't. They're, the only stuff um, that comes off Netflix is when they lose the right to have yeah, something on that's there. different, yeah. But yeah. Maybe, for Paramount maybe, Plus original... Maybe Paramount just needs to clear some room on their server. <laughs> maybe, that's it. Yeah, maybe. They've run maybe, out of space. Yeah. I mean, like, and to be fair, maybe of? they're just so embarrassed by how frankly shit mm. that Grease show was. It was one of the worst things I think I've watched this year. Yeah, I, despite what, having a five bum salute at one point. Um, I think I think it's up there with extrapolations. Yeah. Oh wow! Extrapolations had other episodes that weren't so terrible. Also, it was a different also, episode, different story each week. It had a walrus. <laughs> it had a talking. Did, was it talking? I don't walrus? think it was talking. No, it, it was talking. a murdering. Walrus. It was a murdering. It was not a talking it. walrus. Yeah, it was Blood a marauding thirsty. walrus. A marauding walrus. Yes. And really badly CGI <laughs> walrus. Yeah. Let's yeah. not go back there. No. No, yeah. but those we, those are certainly up there. We're doing our best uh, shows so far of the year, aren't we? In the next plus. Well, episode. so so yeah. So this is absolutely true. We are in the midst of, shall we say, uh, generously negotiations over mm. our top ten or top twenty actually uh, shows of the year so far. I fear we may have hit an impasse because I, magnanimous soul impasse. that I am, drew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Impo- yeah. Do you this say is great. <laughs> what? I think he's got. A- <laughs> the wrong chip in today. What's going on? <laughs> are, we, are you saying impasse? Yes, yes. impasse. Are you, are you sure this is not just the no. Essex in you, Boyd, coming oh, out? No, oh, no, no. Listen, Brilliant. I'm not from Essex. I'm yeah. from sorry. We've reached an impasse. Yeah. I think it's an impasse. Oh, well, oh you're I mean, an ass. I'm enjoying these. You, you stick ass. with <laughs> James as the guest saying goes, you do you, and we'll let the <laughs> listeners who now ah. pronounce things yeah. judge. Fine. Perhaps this would be another yeah. segment no for the live show yeah. where it would just be, it'd be like, we'll call it tomato tomato yes. <laughs> we'll just have them vote on yes. how to pronounce things top 20 the impasse that's it that's it that's going up there uh, uh, I see if anyone was listening to the most recent pilot plus where Boyd mispronounced something egregiously but neither me nor Kay <laughs> had the heart to pick him up on it and now I wish I had please feel free to write in and remind us what that was I also committed a faux pas from last episode it's faux pas <laughs> And what, what did Pass. I say? I said Boyd. Ray Black, yes. who is the one of the stars and the music uh, kind executive. Of director executive yeah. for the show Champion, the brilliant show Champion that she reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. It's her name is spelt Ray B L K, but it's pronounced Black. which I said, and B-L-K. I kind of I, I should have picked K up. And I should have thought, oh, are you sure about that? Yeah. So apologize. Yeah. Apologies. There you go. Yeah, it's a, this is turning into a little it's, yeah. special segment. Anyway, the reason I brought up the top twenty that yes. we're talking is because, of, like, Greece and extrapolations or whatever. It was called. Neither of them were on there. Well, no, they won't be in there. But we could do a worst. We could do a bottom five. Oh, that seems well. harsh. Is doesn't that, it? Is that, is that, bad? Is that too Guardian? Well, the thing, the thing, that, the Guardian loves doing. Feel, the reason yeah. I never do that, and I don't do it for films, I don't, I don't do it for TV. Either. And I would say because if you say oh, these are the five worst films, all you're saying is these are the five worst films I've seen. Because I guarantee there are a hundred worse films than that that you a hundred percent haven't seen. Because so much dreadful stuff comes Phil, out. What about, what about you, TV wise, I think it's not quite so true because I do think I don't do... think there are many things worse than Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are. I, I think there are. We may get onto some of them later in this episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, oh, spoiler alert. I don't think we should spoiler do uh, worse shows. We could do like maddest moment, you know, because like, then that would come under it. I'm not asking for more lists to be done. I'm yeah. just thinking well, that. to be fair, we're never going to get through this list because I would say that, so how we did this, we, we, we didn't vote on this on this greatest shows list because we thought it wouldn't work because Kay hasn't watched any of the good shows. I don't watch Succession. Oh, so. <laughs> hold on. What I, are you saying? I, of course, by that mean the greatest shows so Star Trek Strange New World, The Witcher, and what did, The Last What did that, um, that, that guy say about you? 
Your elite, your elite sci-fi, yeah. Yes, elite sci-fi. You haven't watched any of my elite yeah. sci-fi. Mm. And so, but what I did was I put together a list. And on this list, I did not put in any Star Trek. I did not put in The Witcher. I was really restrained, really restrained. Well, the Witcher hasn't started yet, to be fair. We've got to have a cut I've seen off. it all. And, yeah, and... Got, by the way, cut off end of June. Carry on. <laughs> ah, but then doesn't The Witcher sneak in under the radar? Because The Witcher no. drops, doesn't it drop tomorrow? Oh, God, you're right. Ah, and that is the last day of June. Oh, so, God. The Witcher, number made, one. Made a rock uh, for my own back. Yes, you have. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, and I was very, very strange, you know, and I, and I tried to put in a lot of shows that, frankly, I don't like at all. I even put in, well, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil it and say what it was. And then Boydie came back with his revised list and he'd gone full, like, Dirty Pool and put in loads of stuff. That dirty Pool? Yeah, that's it. It's Dirty Pool. What is pool. That expression? It's actually it's a Tarantino expression. Oh, really? We did, a, we did a movie mastermind with Quentin Tarantino much and we asked him something about one of his shows when it was featured in The Simpsons and he got really pissed off because he said it was Dirty Pool because there was no way that he could have known the answer. So that's just mm-hmm. kind of stuck with me. <laughs> anyway, cool. anyway, wow. so what we're going to do is the plan, if we can isolate this list, the plan is I'm making to... it Dirty Snooker. Dirty It'll Snooker is fine. Yeah. Dirty Billiards, if you will. <laughs> uh, we're going to go through this on the next Pilot Plus. We're going to go through the list and we will argue about it live yeah. on the next Pilot Plus. Uh, uh, who can wait? Who, who can indeed wait for that? If you are... These halfway through the year lists are quite mad. Though. Have you seen Variety's film movie one they've done? I haven't read it yet, no. They've done the top 10 films of the year so far, and there are two Guy Ritchie films in there. What? I know. Oh my, both two, of them? Both of the Guy Ritchie films. I've got to be honest with you, I would not put Ruse de no. Guerre well, on my indeed. list. Yeah, the other one, um, the war one with Jake Gyllenhaal, you can understand. Yeah, that's quite decent. Well, I, that well, is quite a decent uh, film. Uh, what's it called? But the Rue de Guerre I've completely one. forgotten what it's called. So it's, the, it's, yeah. the, it's the one where he's, he's split in two halves and he's yeah. being yeah. dragged across the... Jack landscape, yeah, exactly. it's actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, um, I've seen it as well. It's great. Yeah, um, but yeah, the other yeah, Rudiger is in there. Is in there. Like Maverick, go, go, Maverick. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's mad. So we, I might go even more Maverick for our inspired, inspired by that. And oh do, my god! You know, more than one comedy yes. series, half hour comedy. That's, that's what I'm petitioning yes. for. Yes. Hey, hey, like I said, you know, I, I am benevolent and even handed and understanding, A but benevolent in theory. <laughs> so you know, we will, we will, we will continue this conversation over email tomorrow and thrash it out in advance of the next pile of blast. Uh, but none of this has helped us get to what we've been watching this week. So, Kay, let's start with you. I have been watching um, Fake Profile on Netflix. Fake which, Profile? Yes. Now, this is a steamy Spanish drama. You know, I've been looking uh, for a Spanish drama to get into. I saw them watching this on Gogglebox. Oh, really? Gogglebox, yes. Carry on. Oh, my yes. God, it's it's so funny. I actually, when I was off sick, um, my friend and I, my best mate, who's half Spanish, we lived abroad in Spain, we, we've always wanted to find another Spanish drama to get into. And we were, when we were in Spain, we were obsessed with telenovelas. And I'll describe this as an elevated telenovela. Um, it's just... It's about basically a couple who meet online. One of them has set up a, a fake profile and is living a double life. And it's just fun. It's sexy. It is more than a little ludicrous. Um, and yeah, it just it is very enjoyable. They showed a clip from it on uh, Celebrity Gogglebox, which is a programme of Channel 4 James, <laughs> in which famous people sit around watching I've telly. watched Gogglebox. Okay. I believe you made me. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. I love Gogglebox. Um, and they, the clip they showed was of this couple having sex in mm. like a hotel room overlooking, maybe Las Vegas oh, or something. Oh, with the drone? Yeah. <laughs> and also, they had a close-up of her clasping yeah. what can only be described as his butt. Yeah, what is his in, buttocks? In, in, in an extraordinary mm-hmm. way, and, and it did leave... She was the... getting purchased. No, the thing is... <laughs> equal... So to speak. Can it's... we use butt here in the UK? I feel like it's got to be bum, hasn't it? 
Uh, I mean, it's I like think, when um, people in the UK okay. say poop. I'm well, like, I mean, that's not a word. Your your pronunciations are so American. I would have thought you wouldn't mind. Well, no, so. but I'm just saying. I'm saying yeah. if you are going to be a fascist or about bottom. pronunciation, bottom, bottom is fine. Bottom, right. Clutched anyway, bottom. it's quite anyway. An it's very racy, but it's equal ops. Like you, you know, both men and women are getting their kits off, and it's um. Hugely entertaining. So, hang on. So, this is a show about people having sex in rooms with drones watching. I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, I was it's only partially like listening. Naked Attraction, but in a hotel room for you. <laughs> wow. It's like no. a drama version of Naked Attraction. <laughs> yeah. Naked Attraction with a plot. Dream scenario. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Serialized Naked Attraction. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. uh, and that's all I've been watching because I could not uh, stop watching it. Unless it's a case a week uh, format, is it? It's yeah. <laughs> no, different. It's, it's, not. Is it's it? not a different sex. I, if, it's, no. if it's like. If it's, it's not a different position in episodes. If it's buttocks of the week, I'm not really interested. It has to be the same pair of buttocks throughout the whole Serialized yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, it did look absolutely phenomenally stupid from the clips. Yeah, they there, no, on. there are. There's, like I said, it is ludicrous a yeah. lot of the time, but it's just so enjoyable. Have you watched and the also whole series? Actors, sorry, have you watched the whole series? No, I've watched six episodes. <laughs> yeah, <Quite a> lot. <laughs> yeah, I was off sick, boy. No, <laughs> please, no, no, no excuse. As needed. I swooned like a Victorian lady on my uh, yeah. chaise long, yeah. I had to watch something. So yeah, that's Fantastic. why I've been watching James. Uh, I, I in the classic. Uh, podcast style don't say something that you can't yes. say no I'm going to say it I just it's the thing that hasn't come out yet that we may or may not be reviewing next week but because it's season two we may not because James is often a fascist about <laughs> yeah. doing second seasons or third seasons of shows unless they're ones I like and does, yeah, unless they're like <laughs> Foundation this, this show right I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the same week as Foundation. So obviously he's going to want us to do Foundation. No, let's... Because it's literally elite sci-fi of the most elite. It is the most elite sci-fi. It's the most elite sci-fi yeah, of true. them all. That I'm is out. true. So the chances of this getting reviewed in that, and there's another like new show that's Jamesian as well in the same week, I think. So the chances of this show... Is it Quantum Leap next week as well? It's Quantum Leap next week as yeah. well, exactly. Um, it, this is the After Party season yes. two. Which is, you know, the After Party. Did you watch season one, Kate, of the After Party? No, I didn't. It's, it's definitely had comedy uh, which mm. took very, a different genre exactly. which every episode very entertaining show it's one, part of this whole wave of whodunits yeah. which I love I can't get, can't get enough of them you know Knives Out um, the the one the serialised one What's American Horror Story <laughs> no you know the you know the Columbo style one oh, with Natasha oh, Poker Leon. Face Poker yes. Face Poker thank face. you um, Only Murders in the Building yeah. blah 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 anyway this was a brilliantly conceived whodunit comedy whodunit in which all the suspects of the case which in the first series was a death uh, at the end of a high, of a school reunion, and the main character, the character who died, was killed as an actor, and then all of the individual suspects were given their own episode, and each ep- and they were, in which they tell their story to Tiffany Haddish's detective character. Oh, it's told cool. in a genre of like a movie or TV genre. One was animated, one was a musical. What each episode? Each different. episode yeah. is different. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know how I feel about that. So they've followed that same with series two. So I'm not reviewing it. <laughs> But I am saying, I have watched, again, I, the first series was very addictive. Again, the second series is equally addictive. And among the genre, that, so they've got a new cast, except Tiffany Haddish is back. And I won't spoil how she comes back, because it's quite funny. Um, along with Sam Richardson's character is back, playing Anique, and Zoe Chow. So there's three characters back from season one. It's a new, completely new um, mystery. Um, and they've got new cast members, including um, Elizabeth Perkins, Paul Waterhauser, Vivian Wu, Ken Jeong, who's hilarious. Oh, shouldn't say anything, but he's hilarious. And <laughs> Jack Whitehall. Uh, and oh, this is what you were referring to yes. on the last podcast. I was referring to yes. on the last podcast because Jack Whitehall was a very very busy man. He's got a film coming out as well. Um, so yeah, I devoured quite a lot, if not all. I didn't do an entire run of it, but we may or may not. I think there's ten, and I watched four. 
Yeah, mm. so you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're quite restrained. Yeah, quite restrained. Um, but we may or may not be reviewing that in the next. We'll we'll find out in the next next week. This quiz quite a big week next week. Did you watch any more Hijack? I've seen all of Hijack. James and I yeah. have seen all we've, of Hijack. We've, I watched, we, we have watched all Hijack of Hijack, I finished like weeks ago. I didn't. Mate. So I that's what, what I've been watching. So I went through all of Hijack in last week and couldn't get enough of it. For those of you who will be watching it week by week, Kay is doing likewise and we will be doing spoiler chats of every episode of Hijack as they air on Pilot Plus, yeah. which is very exciting. There's another show before you, before you um, carry on <laughs> that I watched that I wanted to mention, <laughs> which is this documentary, which I nearly, I did kind of in brackets the suggest Kanye that we one. do. The Kanye one. Have you seen it? <sighs> no, I wanted to watch Oh, it's fascinating, yeah. So it was it aired last night on actual TV as we're recording this on Thursday, and it's on iPlayer, of course. There's also a whole um, the guy who who presents it, Mobin Azhar, Azhar, who did the Britney um, yes. documentary. He has done a whole podcast series, like a, a six or eight part podcast series about is. the same about Kanye, yeah, which I think goes broader on how he became who he is. Oh, Whereas this focus is very much on recent developments since he, you know, had a bid for. To be president, mm. he became friendly with Donald Trump and people like Nick Fuentes, who's a no- notorious American white supremacist, racist, anti Semite. Alex Jones, another conspiracy theorist, you know, currently owns hundreds of millions of pounds to uh, families who he lied about what happened to them at a high school shooting. And he has become this, um, this scary figure. And it was, a, it's really interesting because, I mean, the actual documentary is it, it, kind of part. What the hell is going on with Kanye? You know, is, is you know, is his mental health, are his mental health issues an excuse or an explanation for? He's got bipolar. How he's it? gone? He's, yeah, he's got bipolar. So there's an interview with a woman who's got bipolar as well. And he's an expert on it and talks about that. Very interesting. So basically, saying no, it's not an excuse. It's not an explanation for his rampant anti-Semitism. And there are people who've worked with. He does get access to people who work with him, both in businesses and in his kind of creative life, his music life, talking about his anti. And it's extraordinary when you see one after the other, the clips of him being anti-Semitic. And then you have people talking about him. Mm. And at one point, like one of the people says, you know, do you really believe, I, one of the one of the contributors says, he asked Kanye, do you really believe the Jews of the world are ganging up together against you? And he says, yes, I do. <laughs> right? and, so, that, and that's not saying part, and then the, and the woman like is not connected to his mental health, no, like you know, absolutely, hundred like, percent not psychosis. He just is, you know, that that's what he thinks. So yeah, it's it's disturbing, but really, but fascinating. What channel? BBC on the iPlayer. Oh, James, what have you been watching? I, as you know, watched all of Jack Ryan. Mm. Uh, as you know, I've seen both parts of The Witcher. I mentioned that last time. Uh, I have watched part of another fantasy series, which is upcoming. Sorry, Kay, I can't say what it is. It's very, very early. Uh, so that was quite fun. Warrior is returning to the US very, very soon, uh, which is exciting. I think we're going to wait a little while till we get it here in the UK. Not Warrior None. Not Warrior None. Not Warrior, Not Warrior The UK. Jonathan Tropper show. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is very, very exciting. Um, so yeah, from the creator of Banshee, Kay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, K- intrinsically excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, being the long-running Banshee fan that she is. Um, but also Silo came to an end this week. Do you know the final episode of Silo uh, aired? In the, real, in the real world. In the real world, Silo came mm. to a close with a big, big, big finale. If you have seen said finale, if you loved said finale, what you want to do right now is subscribe to Pilot Plus because we have a Silo spoiler special up now as we speak. Well, I spoke to uh, Sharona Graham Yost and the book's author, Hugh Howie, and me and Helen and John sat and chatted all about this season. It was very, very exciting. Helen and John, 
Yeah. <laughs> Helen Jones. Is it another one that you didn't get invited to, Boyd? Oh. Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. If fine. I ever did a spoiler yeah. special, you'd be oh, invited. Thanks. Yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, in, in that particular scenario, you weren't uh, I might, available. I, to you know what I might do? I might just start doing my own spoiler special. <laughs> you should. Behind, yeah, but just like gather, like mine done one for the curse. So I get like yeah. Tom Davis, you know, yeah, all yeah. the people involved in that show, Why not? the director, the writer. Yeah, just. You're a spoiler. founding father of this podcast, yeah. Boyd. You, it's absolutely yeah. all right. <laughs> You can do a spoiler as well, okay? Anything you want, do it. Well, I, I had a little chat with the people from Colin. You did? Which I enjoyed. You could have done a Colin spoiler special. That yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. I really wish we had done that. You could get them on the phone. You could still do it. We'll do it for season two. We'll do something. All right, all right fine. Mm. That's fine. Mm. Um, oh, I've got a green light from James. Yeah, you've got a green light to 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 go full Colin. <laughs> I'm, I'm now fascinated what this other new fantasy show is that you've got. You Give know. us a clue. Go really, on. really fun. I shan't. Absolutely better. <laughs> Yeah. You're breaking the I rule didn't of get the the uh, the screeners of bloody yes. the witch. I know. By the way. I didn't either. The actual. No, the best fuck. part of the I mean, story yeah. is not that you didn't get the episode. It's that you specifically requested them and were denied. Yeah. Denied. I'm me too. I, I mean, mean, I don't care. But I know, listeners. I'm aware that it comes across as entitlement. But when James and and the, this is the funny thing, so I forwarded the main match James. And they said no, you can't. It's not available. I I know it's available because I know you know, you've you've forced James. Have you not listened to James banging on about it for like? months on end it's insulting <laughs> I want it my James saying it's not available apparently for me and he and he literally sort of back saying well Fee's got it as well like I was like alright rub it in I think it's because they, they sense boy they sense that you're not a true fan <sighs> and that's really, do you know where I was before I came into the office today to, to do the podcast a witcher convention I, I was a, <laughs> more or less not far off there was a witcher maze yes uh, on Charing Cross what? Road and I went there I went into the witcher maze and uh, not only did I get accosted by a bunch of uh, of sorceresses, Fellow which was unexpected, nurse. and they they asked me to use my inner signs to channel open. Oh some my god! Fucking I thought you were saying your inner wand. I no, like, please no. Oh and then and then they and this is absolutely true. They had an LED volume type screen thing, oh, your and they gave me a sword, and I had to pretend I was yeah. fighting no, a beast James, no. in front of. It on, it's on my it's on my Instagram story. Oh, yeah, or well, it won't be by the time this podcast goes out, but it is now. Main feed, main feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me have a look. Oh god. Uh, yeah. So and so I got to fight something holding a sword in front of an LED volume so that was that was quite fun so and then proudly. and I then mean, slightly hypocritical knowing your thoughts on LED volumes fair and then I went to a witcher bathhouse where they made me get into a bath now, a witcher bathhouse a witcher bathhouse they the had actual? a witcher bathhouse and as I sat in the witcher bath a bard yeah, there you go see there he is oh Kate's looking God, at it now no, look me with my sword please put this on the main grid <laughs> otherwise listeners aren't going to be able to see this and the joy of this the joy of it also like how like how confidently you're like my swordsmanship yes you're, you're impressed by my swordsmanship yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're I'm wafting that around yeah. with some confidence that's it that's it I'm a natural born witcher I don't need to see James wielding his sword on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so I was when I was in the bath, the uh, in the bath, a, in the bath, in the Witcher bath, a bard oh, came gosh. over and, and I had to throw out adjectives for him to create oh. to compose a song. Oh, God. the bard! And I think the adjectives I gave to him were so difficult <laughs> to rhyme because I was being a twat that he just gave up on the whole thing. And he, t- he tossed that. a coin to me, which I exchanged for a Witcher ice cream. <laughs> Absolutely true. I thought you said bath, and I was really... No, 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 no I it did. It was in the bath. There was a bath, the bath house. I was in yeah. the bath when the bard came over. But to be fair, I should I should qualify saying the bath was not full of water and I was full of clothes. So it wasn't... It wasn't. I didn't go full cavil. 
He wasn't oh. in the bard. I wasn't I in the bath. <laughs> well, no, I was neither in the bard nor in the bath. Uh, but oh, uh, Lord. yeah. Okay, fine. Right. Well, that's a lot to process. Yeah, but you now have the video of me with my. It's witch like sword, Cluedo, so. isn't it? James yeah. in the bath with the bath. sword <laughs> and the bard. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so that's what I did. It was. Uh, it was of course you did. Stuff. How many hours did you spend <laughs> at this witch? At the witch maze. Half an hour. Maybe oh, okay. Hour. Not, I was going to thought you like five hours. No, no, it wasn't 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 a huge thing, but it was it was good. Although I saw other people there. Got witcher medallions, and I didn't get witcher medallion. Oh, I mean, so I missed my my chance to get a witcher medallion. At least you got the yeah. thing. Maybe someone listening will send one. In it's fine. I've got one at home, but I didn't get one of this particular. Thing. It's fine. I've got one. <laughs> oh God! Right, should we have a guest? Let's have a guest. Uh, our first guest this week is none other than Wendell Pierce himself. You know him as the Bunk on the Wire. You know him as Robert Zane on Suits and as the Candyman, if he used to be a Third Watch fan. Uh, but he's with us this week with his CIA hat on, returning to the role of James Greer in the fourth and final season of Jack Ryan, which is available on Prime Video. Now, we sent Amon Warman to debrief Wendell Pierce thoroughly. We'd like to welcome to the Pilot TV podcast, the star of Jack Ryan season four, Mr. Wendell Pierce. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. You're making me feel very underdressed. You're out here in a suit, I'm here. Oh, yeah, well, I apologize. I, I've had some other press today, and I'm going to the theater tonight, you know, and I'll oh, go out on the town. So I'm trying to cool. <laughs> Very good. Uh, congrats on season four. I had a really, really good time with it. Um, I wanted to ask you, it's now four seasons with the character. How has your understanding of Greer changed from the first time you stepped on set in season one to the last time you stepped off it in season four? It was really complete. It, it really shows you the advantage of doing a long form series because you get to see more and more and more of uh, the levels of the person, of the character. I love that we have come to the point where all the first three seasons, you see his intelligence work, you know the work that he could do, but now you finally see the personal toll that mm -hmm. it can take on you when it comes to his family. And that was something I learned doing the research. And so I really love that aspect of it. And that's the thing that allows you, like a good book, um, you get to delve into the characters and the situations a little deeper because you have the time in the long form and develop the story of the origins of uh, relationships and broaden the storyline with different characters coming in. And more importantly, another aspect of the character, like for James Greer, to see the personal toll, his work has taken on uh, taken on him and his family. And I know that you've worked with CIA consultants while you've been doing this show. Is there anything you've learned from them that's really shocked you? And did any of that inform your performance in season four? The whole aspect of the family, uh, mm -hmm. I've learned from them. One consultant in particular that I have stayed in touch with uh, over the years, the toll it took on his family. And I wanted to uh, have that expressed in season four. And that's the thing that was great. The other thing that was surprised me over the four years and learning about the CIA uh, is that the agency looks like the country. Uh, mm. It really does. Um, and they go through, uh, they make, there's a real effort to make sure that it looks like the country. Uh, so many officers I know were recruited at a certain point where they saw the skill set of this person and said, you know, you can come. Would you consider coming working for uh, your country in this way? Mm. Uh, so that surprised me 
You know, we have this image of, you know, some square jaw, you know, um, emotionally disconnected uh, lone wolf, you know, spy who, you know, doesn't care about anyone else mm-hmm. getting the job done because of some hurt decisions he made in the past. He's disconnected emotionally from people. And that's not at all what offices are. You know, they are students of human behavior and uh, have a, a great humanity in them that makes it really so much more interesting to portray if you look at the humanity and the people uh, that are actually doing the work that we're trying to depict. So that's the that, thing that I learned. That's the thing that I learned. That is really great to hear um, because, you know, I was watching this show and there are certain characters who are in certain positions and there are points made as to we don't often see a person who looks like that in a certain position, CIA director in the show. So it's good right. to hear that that is not just something for a TV show, but that is something that is affecting real life to a degree. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I, I, you're probably speaking of the fact that you get to see a woman in, in the lead. A black woman. Uh, and a black woman in the lead. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I'm proud about is the development of our relationship, which mm-hmm. is authentic. Someone, a younger officer, female. African-American who mm. saw me as a mentor just by example, because I old, was older, mm-hmm. but, I, but actually we don't agree. So we're not some monolithic idea mm-hmm. that would, there's tension between us, but there's an understanding that I can respect you and admire you, but at the same time, uh, disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And then I love the comeback that I have her to her and say, yes, I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way, but let me be clear. I don't work for you. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm very proud of the multifaceted relationship that I have with her. Totally Mm -hmm. unexpected. And can say I introduced her to the prototype of the woman that she is. Mm -hmm. Right? This uh, uh, African-American female officer who's now out of uh, CIA. And I was so happy to put Betty in touch with her. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> with a, a consultation. And so the authenticity was important to us. Always waited for folks to go, hmm, I went, uh, I don't think that's not realistic, where I can then you know, show the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> we have the receipts. So I think I'm, I'm very proud of that. What was that final day like hearing Cup for the last time? And who got the most emotional? I have to know. <laughs> got the most emotional. Uh, I would say John. Yeah, John got the most emotional because <laughs> we were all there for him, mm. right? And so when they said cut, he looked out and he saw the uh, production staff from the office who had come to set, all of the crew that was there, all of the cast that was there uh, to say uh, to say goodbye to him and mm. thank him for. Uh, his leadership, thank him for, you know, leading the show on and off camera and uh, just um, making this a very special four seasons that we did. And he was, he was, uh, we caught him by surprise. <laughs> uh, so he was the most emotional. And then when he got emotional, well, that's when I let one roll. You know? <laughs> that's understandable. I'll go at you that. I'll go at you that. Um so there's a show called The Wire. You may have heard of it. It's kind of a staple yeah. of pop culture right now. Because it's such a staple of pop culture, I see it pop up 
in various different ways in the movies and the shows that I've been watching. I recently watched Spider- Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is an animated film that I absolutely love. There's a wire homage Oh well, wow. I did film. not know. I, I <laughs> yeah. have to go see it. I haven't seen it. Absolutely, it's it's a fantastic film. You should absolutely go see it. But I'm wondering, what is the weirdest place or show or film that you've seen or heard in reference to the wire over the years? I cannot remember the show, but I do remember the line. The, the line it was in a sitcom, and they said, "Man, he loves her like white people like the wire." <laughs> That was that was the funniest thing. I have to look this up and find out what show that came know. from. That is fantastic. Yes, I just remember that. Oh, I'm wondering if somebody said that to me or whatever. I just remember that man. That was the funniest. But the, the greatest experience that I have. Well, the great experience is meeting people now and uh, saying I've waited 20 years and now I can watch the show with my son or daughter. I'm rewatching the show. That I think is great. The fact that it's being taught at universities, I think is great. And then uh, one time Andre Royo and I were walking down the street in New Orleans and the guy stepped in front of us as he stepped out of his apartment and screamed. I said, <laughs> we were like, we know we're on the wire. <laughs> He's like, no, you don't understand. I just finished watching it. I said, oh, thank you. For he said, no, you literally don't understand. <laughs> just watch the last episode and came down and wow and, and, and two seconds later <laughs> i met you you know that is oh, insane and by the way it uh that line uh it just figured out it's from an snl skit ah yeah, <laughs> yeah. very cool you talked about being so immersed in your performance of death of a salesman to, to the point where you'd really lose yourself in it that you tapped into something emotionally and physically, that you'd be essentially in the zone. How yes. often do you get that feeling? And are there any other examples away from the stage that come to mind? Oh, well, cathartic moments of uh, when that happens, it's, uh, for me, uh, moments of discovery, real moments of discovery. When you see talent in someone else, especially young people, you know, uh, I'll all of a sudden see someone uh, singing, uh, hear someone singing or read a, a a story or an essay and it's pretty brilliant you know mm. you you recognize those moments of epiphany and discovery mm. of real authentic expression of the human spirit right real real thoughtful expression just recently two girls in high school in my home city of new orleans Solve the Pythagorean theorem, 2,000-year-old mathematical problem, trigonometry, help them solve this, this theorem. And with all the noise in the world, I was like, man, I remember studying that myself and all. They should be celebrated to no end. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the last recent moment that I was just like, the epiphany of the brilliance these two 16-year-old girls in New Orleans, the last thing I expected to happen, the, the you know, the evolution of the, the Pythagorean theorem. And that, you know, I actually wrote, you know, I hope the Nobel Prize Committee is is watching this, man. I think mm. they should be. I hope the bare minimum someone is nominating them for a Nobel Prize mm. in mathematics. Uh, and I hope they win it. 
that in life, that's that felt like when I found that moment on stage mm. and that of a salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the times in life that I feel it. The dialogue scenes in The Wire in particular stand out to me. They're so well written. David Simon is a genius. Uh, we both know this. Mm-hmm. If you could take a scene from that show and perform it on stage, which would it be? And how do you think performing it on stage might enhance it? Well, here's the thing. Writing really good material is so difficult and so essential to drama, right? Mm. It's the thing that ignites chemistry. It's the thing, like in Jack Ryan, that brings us together, the repartee between Jack Ryan and James Greer, Mm. like November. People talk about that as much or more than the action. Mm. And as people look at Jack Ryan, they'll see that and and understand it. that repartee and chemistry that was on Jack Ryan is the very thing that we had on The Wire. And that one scene, that one of the scenes that I think I'm proudest of uh, and the most memorable is between uh, Bunk and Omar in the park. Mm. That would work on stage. That would be like Betrayal, a doll's house, or an August Wilson play, or um, a, a Chekhov play, actually, like mm. Lepak in Cherry Orchard, uh, when he tells Ravinskaya how much you hurt my family, that mm. I came back and bought your Cherry Orchard, you know, when you saw me as nothing. And that would play well on stage, like a walk in the woods, a two-hander about... Uh, the negotiations of the Oslo agreement. That's what that scene would play like on stage. Uh, and we still have the same impact in, uh, in Bunk. The Wire slowly but surely gained an audience and is now rightfully regarded as one of the best TV shows of all time. Is there any project you've done that maybe isn't as well known that you're really proud of and you want more people to check out so that I can then do all the hashtags and ensure that it also becomes beloved and one of the greatest TV shows or films of all time? <laughs> the one we're talking about, Jack Ryan. Uh, Jack Ryan. Uh, Jack Ryan. We are in a golden age of television. And listen, I think we have a really large and wonderful audience. But there's still a lot of people that don't know about the show. And what I love about the show is the fact it's a travel log, not only in location, but also. Um, to learn about different parts of the world, right? Even if it's just, it sparks something in you to say, well, what is your viewpoint about this part of the world and what's happening in this part of the world? And it challenges you to say, you can't stand on the sidelines anymore. It challenges you in that way. Sometimes people believe that we're just putting out a certain point of view, but that's not it at all. Like you said, you know, even in the depiction of uh, uh, Deputy Director Wright and uh, and me uh, on the seventh floor running the CIA, that says something. And, and the fact that he's connected in all parts of the world. And that was reflected in the casting, too, because we worked with actors from all different parts of the world. And what happens is you you find the common elements uh, in your lives. There's a common ground in our humanity. And um, this is the only show that literally 
opens around the world in the same minute. In the same minutes, 200 markets around the world. Uh, I think that's fascinating. When folks in Lebanon talk to me about this show, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can hashtag it also with Treme because that's my hometown. <laughs> Which, uh, if The Wire was a visual novel, and that's what it was, Treme is a visual poem. It is nonlinear. It is beautiful. It is painful. It is euphoric. It is depressing. It tries to capture culture, that intersection of life and how people deal with it. Music, it food, and how culture has defined a community like New Orleans. And it's the very thing that brought it back. One solo at a time, one crawfish etouffee at a time, you know, one moment at a time. And that teaches you something about humanity and how we live. And the more specific you are and uniquely specific as Treme is, it speaks to everyone because the more specific you are, the more universal your story becomes. So those two, Jack Ryan and Treme. Hashtag those up. Make sure people know <laughs> I'm on it. Don't you worry. Just give me a couple of weeks. We're going to make these things blow up. <laughs> uh, yes. Wendell Pierce, it was always an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Same here. The pleasure is always mine. That was Wendell Pierce. And now it's time for this week's listener question. And this week's listener question is an unconventional one. So... This week comes to us from Gaz Brooks, and this is the question. It starts with a simple line, I want to play a game. That's quite sinister. Desert Island box sets with a twist. You are going to be on an island for a year. You are allowed to take the entire run of any five TV shows. For the purposes of this game, all streaming media from any platform is available on physical box set to take to the island. The twist, your co-hosts are picking for you. James is picking Boyd's, Boyd is picking K's, K is picking James's. How well do you know each other? You are allowed to throw in a show you know they haven't seen and think they'll enjoy. Each host must rate out of 10 how happy they are with what they have on the island. Wow, this is quite the. Uh, it's like I feel this like we're on the. Uh, I feel like we're on the traitors, and they set us a task, and this is like a task. Mm. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Kay is making wild <laughs> gesticulating avoiding. Yeah. Like, I forgot, forgot to that, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. okay. You, you forgot to do. You, I shared what, this in advance. Indeed. What were you know, asking me to do? Like just send like, me. Tell the me what the answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you can't. It's unbelievable. Not, yeah, I exactly. didn't. I didn't totally forget because we discussed it briefly in the office. And then you can't I discuss it. No, as in I, I, I said I, it was a great question. Put a halt to the discussion. Quite a good good man. I said. It was a great question. Yeah, which, which you, you then sought to undermine. Well, and to cheat give you out. time yes. to gather your thoughts, yeah, okay, fine. I will give you my uh, choices for your undoing your mm-hmm. desert island discs, and I've begun with rather <laughs> rather um, unimagin- like un- unimaginatively, Sex and the City. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually, I, I'm a due uh, rewatch because I'm okay. watched it in ages. The West Wing. Yeah, which you famously, famously, I love. famously love. Mm-hmm. Quite late, came quite late to the party. But All right, allow God. That. <laughs> Surely not later than James. Uh, no, but hang on, yeah. I didn't come that late to you the party. Are. I was a year late a to year, the party. A year. Um, I've gone for 
Colin from accounts. Yes. Since you yeah, won't yeah, stop yeah. banging on about it. See, see. Well, that I, was a choice I had for James. I, I would throw that out as a as a as what? a problem one. Why? Why? Because there aren't enough episodes. You're there for a year. They're only half well, an hour we each. Got three box sets, right? Yeah, but set five, five, five box sets. Well, you oh, didn't five. make that. That rule was not mentioned in the thing. No, so, no, I'm just, oh, I'm just chipping it. in. I'm just oh, chipping okay. in. If you're going to be on an island for a year, I'm saying that. I mean, that'll get you through what an afternoon. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point what are you can do for another 364 days. Well, then you watch the rest of these. Well, but the next choice I've picked, there okay. are literally hundreds of episodes. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Fucking episode. Carry okay, on then. On. Can you, can you guess what it is? The next hundreds one. Hundreds of episodes. Is it Friends? No. No, it'll no. be something. I think it'll be something old school that I like. It's old school. It's not that pottery show, is it? No, 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 no. It's Poirot. Oh my God, yes, right! <laughs> he, Poirot. This is how well. See? This is how well my uh, You want Suchet on the island with you? Oh, yes, God, yes. She's of course. Obsessed I'm Suchet. obsessed with Poirot and yeah. Suchet. I went to see, he's doing this talk um, on stage where he goes through his uh, career, and I've been there. Yeah, Ecule. been there. Yeah. Ecule Poirot. Eh? Belgian. Um, yeah. Crucially, not. There are 13 countless series of Poirot. Bloody by the hell. Way. To um, be fair, I think I've probably watched all of them, so, but I'd, yeah. I'd happily, happily rewatch. Um, That's yeah, such literally a great like choice. Hundreds of episodes, seventy episodes, in fact. So that'll keep you busy. Mm-hmm. And finally, in the one you, I don't think you've seen this yet. So I picked this one because okay. it's the thing you should watch that you haven't watched. Yet, I don't think Mad Men. I've watched a little bit. Of oh, it. have you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because I thought because you were saying how you know you haven't watched The Sopranos yeah. and Breaking Bad and all those, but I thought the one that is more you it's, it's mm, not a period. genre thing. It's period. Yes. Yeah, it's like you know it's interrelationships. I haven't it's, watched it. Yeah. Throughout, like I haven't watched how in completions. I don't know. You're a rampant feminist. It's got quite, yes, you know, kind of, of you know, whole, whole messages about the way women are treated back then. Yeah, fuck um, you guys. Okay, yeah, them. I'm so, happy yeah, with those choices. So madman, yeah. Boyd, Sex you've done me proud. Thanks. Okay, how would you rate Boydie's selection for you out of ten? Quickly run through them again. She's Sex, forgotten already. Yeah, Sex in the City. Yep. Colin from Accounts, Absolutely. The West Wing, Poirot, <gasps> and Mad Men. Listen, I'm giving them a nine, a yeah. solid nine that's out of ten. That's a decent selection. Yeah, that's really good. That is, that is a decent selection. Do you know selection. what that's proved to me? That all these years I say, oh, you never listen to me. Mm, <laughs> you never yeah, listen he to actually me. does listen. Yeah. He actually oh, does, listen. Many, does listen. Many things she says about me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to go yeah. about it. All right, Boydie, I, I have selected some shows for you. Yeah. It's a challenge. Is it though? It is a challenge. I bag on about the same shows every week. Everyone knows that. That is true. That is true. So I considered initially that maybe really the gift I should give to you, Boyd, <laughs> oh, here we go. is shows you haven't seen. Oh, of course. Oh, this see? is so, so that. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I didn't do that. I considered oh, doing okay. it because I thought actually that would be a better gift. So I'd give you new, because you've seen everything. I thought I could find shows and I could <laughs> absolutely do it that you haven't seen but would enjoy. Mm. But then I thought, no, you've got to be there for a year. You know, it's just you and Wilson for company, the little volleyball. <laughs> you're going to need, you're going to need comfort shows you can need shows you actually enjoy so I thought yeah. well, okay obviously the OA like that's yeah. got to be in there both seasons of the OA not a lot of episodes but I feel also there are a lot of layers to the OA mm. so you can spend a lot of time watching it and pondering it and thinking about it and also when when she's in when Prairie's in you know contained in the little glass booth that's how you'll be feeling on the island so you'll be like <laughs> you'll be relating you'll be relating to her a lot more um, well, I think there'd be more freedom. And, them, yeah, and because yeah. you'll be there for a year, you'll have time to learn all of the movements. That's true. And yeah. practice them yeah. to take you to another dimension oh, to get you off the island. Very, very Do you know true. what I mean? Yeah. So I've thought this whole cunning. thing through. Yeah, I've cracked cunning. it open. Okay. I've cracked yeah, it open. Cunning. So the OA. Yeah. Now, I was thinking either Frasier or Seinfeld. It's got to mm. be one or the other. Mm. I'm going to give you Seinfeld because I think deep down you know you like that one more. <laughs> yes. I don't know which one has more episodes. But I'm going to say it's probably Seinfeld. Um, do you know what? I think it actually might be Frasier in the end. Because I think Seinfeld was nine seasons. I think Frasier went on to a tenth season. 
I'm pretty sure. And also, Frasier had lots of episodes right from the start, where Seinfeld's early seasons are only like handfuls of episodes, 10, mm. 6, 10. So I think there are more seasons of Frasier. I still think Seinfeld is the way to go. Yeah, fun, do you know what? Funny enough, coincidentally, I just did a podcast. Uh, 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 someone has launched a new podcast about, which is your top 10 TV choices. And I did the inaugural one, and I picked Seinfeld over Frasier. In oh, okay, so, so yeah. I chose wisely. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, that's excellent bit of insight here. I, I, I've, I've done a swerve for the next one. Well, because I thought, I thought I wanted a tonal shift. I, wanted to, I didn't want to be too obvious, so I've gone with The Night Of. The night nice. of. Yeah. A little bit of a palate cleanser, something yeah. slightly different. It is a bit short, but I feel like tonally okay. that takes you to a different place, okay. which I don't think is a bad shout. Then I had a bit of a, a dilemma. I thought, I thought, I should just make him watch Breeders. I should make him watch Breeders. I should put Breeders in there. I was tempted so, to put that down on my list. So he would have to watch it all and finally come around to my way of thinking. He'd, he'd watch it again and again. And eventually he'd come back from the island and be like, do you know what, James, you're absolutely right. But I didn't I didn't put Breeders down because I thought, do you know what? He's going to be on this island for a long time. And one of the things you can have with these shows is you're going to find that like thematic again you're back, back I'm back on the tonal stuff you're going to find watching the same stuff over and over again it's going to be a bit same you want something with a lot of variety so I was thinking you're going to need an anthology so I was thinking either Inside Number 9 or Black Mirror because again there's so much diversity in there and difference in there I think Inside Number 9 well see that's what I went with I went with Inside Number 9 because I thought Black Mirror I mean he's on his own he's on an island yeah, with a volleyball freak out. <laughs> he's not doesn't want to be like miserable as well mm. so I thought Inside Number 9 while it's dark it's also funny so I yeah, thought yeah. Inside Number yeah. 9 was the choice there. Yeah, decent shout, yeah. And for my final choice, you're stranded on an island. You're going to be there the whole time. I realise that I've made a rod for my own back here in terms of your approval, but I've put Lost on there. And the reason oh! I put Lost on there is because, A, <laughs> no. I think you'll rewatch it and you'll reappraise it no. because you'll be trapped on an island. So you'll be like living the show. And I feel in that environment, it might be exactly what you need. The only problem with that is, is that 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 news story we did recently about the showrunners being so horrible to people yeah. on the set of Lost they will not be on the island with you. But that's put me off even more. It's just a, it's just a nasty <laughs> yeah, taste around Lost. Yeah, Lost. I agree. Yeah. So I think you might have thrown that I've away. I fucked it. You fucked I've it. I fucked it. Was the, I doing well until that doing point? Doing very well. The other four totally. Yeah. yeah. And so number nine is a good, really good shout because you know I, I think it's one of the most undervalued TV phenomena of our times. Yeah, it's just really? brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. Underrated. I don't think it's underrated. Well, I think it flies people, under the peak TV yeah, radar because it's been going. It's, mm. Purely, it's, been, it's because it's so successful. It's been going on for so long now. You know, literally people eight, take it for granted. Eight series, eight series of it. You know, thus far with the ninth coming, ninth and final coming. It's just people are used to it as the thing that's in that, and then they don't. Whereas I think you know it is one of the best things. Can so, I pitch an idea? Yeah, for on. Inside Number Nine, ninth season. Yeah, they have one episode. Maybe it's the last one where it stars Reese Shearsmith. And mm. as themselves, yeah, and they're making the show, and it's inside, inside oh my God, number nine. That would be a, that is brilliant, and the studio, yes, yeah, and they're nine, on the show, and it's them making the show, you know and that's what? what it's about. Well, they kind of have done that already in a way because the Halloween one was a bit like kind that. of, kind but of. not as themselves playing sure. themselves making the show. I actually asked them this. I said, you know, because they they do love a meta. I mean, the one they did this year, which is one of the reasons why it's got to be in our top twenty. We should talk about next week of TV so far this year with the fake out fake quiz episode, yeah. which they created a whole other spoof episode four yeah, yeah. Um, but I asked them if they were going to um, for the ninth one go even more meta 
than they've ever done before. And they were like, probably we will in some way. So something like that. Do you think that's still my idea? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll give you the kudos you want. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's in the, the brilliance of the show is that they could, they could do, they do do that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was all doing very well until Lost. Really? And he lost me on Lost. I've lost you on Lost. Yeah. I should have stuck with Breeders. It should have stuck with Breeders. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have been furious if Lost have had to watch Lost on a fucking <laughs> Also, it underlines the whole horror, doesn't it, of being yeah, on the yeah, fucking course. desert island. It's ma- that's a mad try- choice, James. The more I think about it, the more bonkers that choice that's is. That's the first thing that pops into I my know. head. Uh, what would you give his, what would you score I think him? it's going to have, I would say it would have been like an eight and a half, you know, but then Lost came along. It goes down to seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. You spooned it at the last Denied. moment. Denied. Yeah. Denied. All right, Kay, you've had time to prepare since you did fuck all before the actual <laughs> podcast. Uh, come on then, come on. Not to your okay. lovingly prepared selection of shows for me to watch on my desert island. Okay, fine. We start with Game of Thrones. First base, but yes, solid choice. There's like... There's... <laughs> You, you love Game of Thrones. You, you said yeah, you wanted to compl- not... Yeah. It's a bit that. It's saying it's too obvious. No, no, no. Talk me, yeah, through, but... me, me through your thinking. Like, no, show what? your working. Show your working. Oh, God. Um, because <laughs> you'd said recently, I remember you saying that you'd like an opportunity to sit down and watch it all again. It's true. Yeah. So that, was, that was it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, does it there are a lot more... of episodes as well. Exactly. And yeah. what more reason do you need? Like, you want to rewatch it again. I'm giving it to you to rewatch. Yes. That, that, that's you good. You're no, great. Yeah, 100%. But I would, I would take that. that. That is one of the shows that I would select myself. Okay, cool. I thought that was the objective of this. Anyway, <laughs> so um, <laughs> the yeah. next choice would be Star Wars, the the Bad Batch series elite. No, not that. Wait a minute. What? No, no, no. So I was reading something out. Star Wars, 50th anniversary TV and movie collection, Blu-ray. Hang on. What? what? You've gone off the deep end. Star Trek. Did I say Star Wars? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Star Trek. Sorry, I was like, why are they getting so like up? But, oh, but did you just say the movie collection? Star Trek, 50th anniversary, TV and movie collection. Well, forget the movie. You don't have well, to watch okay. the movie. Okay, all right, fine. For, for the sake of madness, what is in, in, what is included in this box set? Oh, you got. I think you got some posters there, James. You can find like a nice palm tree to stick one of them <laughs> okay, on. Okay, but literally, what does it in, read us out? What does it entail? What's oh, on this God, box set? It's so fussy. All right, right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me just see. I'll scroll down for the bloody information. Um, it just says the description. Yes. Star Trek. 50th anniversary TV and movie collection. There's got to be more information than that. Description. You show. Go on, look at that. 30 discs, by the way. All right. 30 Fine. discs are good. Boy, it's it, really badly designed, so it doesn't really tell it you. It literally doesn't tell you what's in there. Thing. Zoom Thank in you. on the picture. It must say Thank on the actual you. illustration. It must say, it must be something on the box Yeah. that explains what is in it. Why are you, why are you like, ah, so here outraged we go. by it? Here we go. Right, Boydie, come on, help me out. Celebrate 50 years of the original <laughs> five year mission. The biggest, most comprehensive Star Trek collection ever released on Blu-ray, that blah, 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 blah. Yes. It includes yes. the original series. Right. Animated series. Okay. Star Trek and all the films. Right. Um, so basically, it's the OG series and all the films. Oh, you fucked it. Which is, right. yeah. You fucked it. You didn't like the animation? I don't like, no, I don't like the OG series. Yeah, yeah, famously, oh, famously. Bonnet. So I don't like the OG series. I don't like the animated series. I enjoy the films, but they're disqualified because they're films. I thought that was a no-brainer. No. And even worse, there's the animated series. And the, yeah, no, yeah, you stacked yeah, you, it. Absolutely yeah. stacked it. It's a disaster. Oh, gosh, and I called it Star Wars. Okay. And you called yeah. it Star Wars. It's just a disaster from top to bottom. <laughs> right, okay, that's your second choice. Number three. Right. Um, the Expanse. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, I'll get, that's a given. Safe fine. ground. Yeah, okay, safe fine. ground. But the whole point is these are obvious because... 
we know what hey, each other like. The amount of thought I put into yours. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I'm just doing on the hoof. So. I'm in the OA. I think Sunday. you find it's a hoof. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not even joking. Uh, Colin from accounts. Now I've chosen that because I think you would like to rewatch it over and over again. It'll make and it'll make you happy. See, I so, okay. No, you, I'll wait till you finish the list before I finish. He's already that. played right, enough episodes. Uh, so go on. You, yeah. you, you stacked it again. <laughs> no, but he's got Game of Thrones. Oh, to keep I'm not arguing. <laughs> he's already said there aren't enough episodes. When this I pick it for you, because James should. Obviously, choose himself because you he, could have, he but my love is you could have changed that uh, knowing that he's already made the point. No, I've made my decision. Okay. That's why I'm gonna be, I won't be. Uh, All right, What's number four. I won't be uh, influenced by him. Okay, fine. Well, I was gonna choose. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna go for the easy option: West Wing. Uh huh. Okay, good. That's that's, that's, that's solid. The last okay. option. That's it. So you didn't do a fifth one. <laughs> yeah, I said Game of Thrones, Expanse, Star Trek, Colin from Accounts. And West Wing. Oh, okay, that's fine. It's, it's, Sorry. The Star, it's the Star Trek box set that's thrown us. Yeah, that's right, which <laughs> says it was disqualified. By the, by the way, heavily skewed to films, but you know. <laughs> wow. I was trying to be helpful by finding the Amazon link. Turns out that was the wrong move. <laughs> I actually wanted to watch something completely like that you wouldn't. See, I, watch. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say, do you know what? I'm going to put Succession on there because you because th- oh, you'd have made yeah. me watch it, yeah. and the cringe is something I maybe could have got over over the course of a year, what and an, I could have gone through idiot. all the Succession and finally okay, come off listen. that island and been like, Do you know what, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Succession. That was, you know what, I've really cocked up. You have, and I'm going to take back Star Trek, right. And we're shoving in Succession. It would have also chimed in with with Brian Cox's theory was that you know he's got this theory that the that the ending of Succession is really him, his character Logan Roy on a desert island somewhere just having a lovely time and not that he faked his own death etc and he didn't really die. That's that's one of his. Oh really? Yeah yeah yeah. So there you go. I would I would like Perfect. that to be the ending. I, I am Logan Roy in this scenario. Yeah. I'm assuming. I mean, right. Okay. Scenario. Many ways. In this scenario. scenario. Yeah. In this scenario. Uh, yeah. Oh sorry, I was trying to do that on the hoof. Uh, <laughs> Right, go on then. Go on then. What do you give okay. it out of ten? Five. Five? Five. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think that's fair. <laughs> you were shambolic. Yeah. I think the Star Trek thing let me down. That, you think? Uh, okay, right. Okay, fine. I was we, tempted to give him the traitors to watch because I thought actually it would, he would get into I, I it. I think I'd have quite enjoyed the traitors on a desert island. I feel like that's the kind oh, of stuff yeah. where if you're yeah. on a desert island... Look, it's on the list. I wrote it down. Yeah, mm. I, I could have maybe got on board with I the traitors. Confer. Yeah. <laughs> it's been verified yeah. by Boyd's eyes. Well, we've established Kay doesn't know me at all, which is extraordinary. Uh, thank you, Gaz Brooks, for that particular question. That was quite a bit of fun. Uh, if you would like your question read out on this or indeed on Pilot Plus, do send them to us via DM at Pilot TV Pod on Twitter or Instagram or straight to me, which frankly makes my life easier, at James C. Dyer on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great question and still I fucked it up Sorry. you did but, but you know fair play to you for, for in no way preparing I really thought uh, when, when I saw oh I've got changed I thought oh that's easy Star Trek expands oh it's the Star Wars box set <laughs> oh, all... and then, then you start mentioning the Bad Batch at one point I was like what yeah, is she doing why, because there was an advert for a t-shirt <laughs> oh my god wow it, yeah the wheels came off so. I mean they if the wheels were ever on they, they ever definitely on. came right. off uh, let's go to news where, I mean, obviously we've already done a little bit of news. Some stuff's been cancelled. Some stuff's come back. For me, there's one new story of the week this week. Okay. I've been waiting for this moment. Yes, I know what it when is. When this new... In plopped on Monday, 10.07am, <laughs> into our inboxes. Suck it, Tim. This story, okay. this announcement. BBC announced filming has begun on a brand new series based on the famous five Oh, yes. The famous five, (laughs) created by Enid Blyton, one of the most, like, famously, famously 
kid, kiddie-friendly, lovely, cosy, old-fashioned... Only a slightly bit racist. Only maybe, maybe, a, maybe, <laughs> albeit a slightly bit racist because of the attitudes of the time. And here's, here goes the press release. BBC has confirmed brand new series has begun filming, created and produced by Nicholas Winding Refn of Nicholas Winding Refn, perverse, gory, yeah. sex obsessed. I'm looking nudity. for the bit where where George goes on an absolute tear and butchers a bunch of people. <laughs> exactly. Drive. These this is these are Nicholas Winding Refn's films. Don't remind you. Drive. The Neon Demon. Only God forgives. <laughs> Barely watchable, some of them. And that his TV shows, by the way, Copenhagen Cowboy, even more demented, mm. sick, twisted, perverse, violent, often sickening violence, self-indulgent. I mean, he is what probably one of the most maverick film directors so why, alive today. Why has the Enid Blyton estate allowed it's it? It's fucking bonkers. So the act but then you get into the detail, and he says, there's a quote from him. Nicholas Winding Refn, creator and executive producer, says, All my life I fought vigorously to remain a child, to remain oh, wow. a child, the wording is hilarious, with a lust for adventure, by reimagining the famous five and pres- preserving that notion by bringing these iconic stories to life for a progressive new audience, blah, 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 blah. What a fantastic new story. I, can't, I genuinely can't think of a more mismatched coming together of talent and project. It's like if they said Pingu's coming yeah. back, directed by David Lynch. Exactly. It was like, what? Exactly. And I actually thought it might have been a joke. I genuinely thought yeah. this could be, because yeah. yeah. it's quite funny. Oh, I like, it's literally yeah. like, a, you, you'd think of a sketch on a comedy sketch show. <laughs> I, I tweeted about it and I got, it's one of my most heavily um, rotated tweets ever with people I, coming I, out with, I lo- that's that now that boy is a humble brag <laughs> that's a humble brag that is it was I mean I didn't I just but the funny thing is about it is where you really learn a lot of power so there's there's a small coterie of, of of kind of like hipster people who kept, who reminded me and this is true he did direct a couple of episodes of Miss Marple back oh, in wow. the day yeah you're really? literally talking getting on for like 14, 15 years ago and he's talked about how he needed the money but also you know he was happy to get his directing spurs on a long running TV show so but all, a load of people were like well he did Miss Marple you know literally one person literally said it was not that surprising I was like hold on it <laughs> fucking is that surprising you absolute bellend I know he directed two pressure? episodes of Miss Marple 15 years ago it does not mean yeah. that him creating a new series with the famous five is not absolutely insane. Yeah, I rest Can my I case. just say, when you started, I didn't think that was the new story oh, that you were saying oh to me. That's God, why I was like, suck it, it to him. I was so excited. Oh, oh no, no. What, I don't what know were you thinking? Yeah. I thought you were going to reveal that Sky um, had announced that Breeders oh. was going to launch its fourth and final series in October. Yeah, I was coming to that. And yeah. I thought that's Breeders what you were going to say. Yeah, Breeders News. <laughs> Look at his face. James has gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you like them apples, James? I'm just looking forward to editing that particular episode where we discuss it. Well, I'm here as an adjudicator now, so I think you might need to we might actually record our, our, our reviews independently <laughs> in separate booths. <laughs> yes, no, that was next on my list. I have to say, yeah. And and but there is actually news of that because um, it, it it's uh, the final ten episodes. There's a new cast member playing new new actor playing their son who's now eighteen, and um, there's a five year time jump. Oh wow, which is interesting in itself. So uh, yes, and we'll be looking forward to that. Yes. We're looking forward to when I and quotes going off the deep end. <laughs> I mean, what, see, so you say that, but I will, re- I will release the unedited cut of the last episode. I wasn't, I wasn't involved in any part of this. I wasn't on the pod. I just remember the fallout from it yeah. afterwards, and I was like, "What the release hell happened?" The and obviously, I was yeah. release yeah. the breeders' cut. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Yeah, that was huge, huge yeah. news, yeah. huge breeders' based news. Fantastic. 
You know what we didn't mention on this podcast last week, which we probably should have done, is that Linda Hamilton is going to be in the next season of Stranger Things. Yes, that is exciting. Stranger yeah. Things 5 yeah. stars Linda Hamilton. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. From Terminator. Yeah. Fame. Yes. Like, yes, indeed. In case people didn't know. Yeah. You know and Murray Bartlett's going to be in season two of Nine Perfect Strangers. Is Nine Perfect Strangers the one... Leanne Moriarty. Yeah, it's the, isn't the one where Nicole Kidman was like a wellness... Which wasn't yes. very good. Well, I yes, didn't finish it. Wasn't. It was disappointing. For that very reason. I didn't yes. even know there was a second season. No, well, there is. Because it was based on a book, wasn't it? It, it yes, was. by Leanne Moriarty. Also, but Ten Perfect done... Strangers was right there. Right. But she hasn't done another book in this with... I she? don't think so, no. Oh. So this this is a bit like, what was the one, the other Nicole Kidman thing that went on to two seasons even though oh, it was pretty... Pretty... The, the, the Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies, lies. yeah. Not like Pretty Little Lies or something else. That was else. good yeah. though. That, no, it was different because that was good. The second season wasn't as good as the first. No. But it's interesting that she's doing another show that is, you know... Going beyond the original. Also, Leanne Moriarty. Leanne Moriarty, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, um, but that is, oh, that is that is interesting. But we love, I love Murray, Murray Bartlett though, so that's that's exciting. It is. The Bear season two. Yes. Exclusive to Disney. It's going to launch on Wednesday, the nineteenth of July. It's already out in the states, hasn't it? Yes, it's arrived on uh, mostly in the states, but I think they're waiting uh, when it arrives here on Disney Plus. The whole yes. series will be available. Yes. Which I don't think is the case when it went out in the States. I think the States. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do not States know. But that's weird. nice. The bear, the bear, all covered in hair. But the biggest, most important, if you're talking release dates, though, the most important announcement of the year... Oh, God. ...is... No, you'll agree, you'll agree with this, I think. Can I? Just wait. Patience all right. is a virtue, you impatient twat. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus has confirmed that a murder at the end of the world... The new series, previously known as Retreat, from Britt Marling and Zalbat Manlige of the OA fame, will arrive in the UK on August 29th, day and date, with America. So yeah, that is exciting, isn't it, James? That is exciting. Yes, I will give you that. Thank you. That is very exciting. And kudos, uh, because I've complained before, when Disney Plus takes too long to air a show that has already aired in America, they're going day and date with America. That is very exciting. And we'll get to see what the hell the show's all about. Emma Corrin, uh, Clive Owen, Harris Dickinson. What a fucking brilliant cast. Britt Marling herself, Alice Braga, Joan Chen. Honestly... And this looks like it's a whodunit set in a remote location. I mean, it's got it's literally like made for me. The only thing is, it's not on a plane. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Or maybe yeah. I'll have a plane element. Maybe there'll be a plane because they know. have to get to the end yeah, of the world. There could be a plane. Remember, <laughs> plane to the end of the world. So yeah, fantastically exciting news there. Paramount Plus have also announced that they're going to be a filming a four-part UK original series called The Serial Killer's Wife, starring Ooh. Annabelle. Uh, I'm going to say Scully. From the split, do you remember her? Yes, she's great. Um, Jack Farthing, and also my favourite, Luke Treadaway. So I'm excited. You about do that. love a Treadaway, mm-hmm. my favourite brother. Um, <laughs> and possibly in the most exciting news of all, James, I'm specific. I'm like focusing on you. Oh, Graham Norton has been announced as the new host of Wheel of Fortune on ITV. ITV. I didn't even know Wheel of Fortune was in the UK. Yes, you remember. The, it's an American show, isn't it? I didn't know it was, it was over here as well. Marriage. Yeah. yeah, I was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I had no idea we had it over here. Yeah. With Nicky Campbell, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So I mean, that is probably the most un-James news story you could possibly have Yeah, I know, created. I was doing it as yeah. a joke. No, yeah. I, know, I didn't I genuinely think he... No, I, mean, I know, but I'm... Well, I'm frankly, after your you. Desert Island offerings, who knows what you <laughs> yeah, intend yeah. or not. And watch your box set of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The majority of my choices were, were sound. It was just that one right, that yeah. threw everything off. I'm going to use this news section for a bit of a couple of... Two shout-outs to people who... So one is Ashman reminded me on Twitter in a, in a direct message that he suggested we review The Swarm, which I mentioned last Did week. Did he? Yeah. 
SBS, like in May, way back in May, saying, how about review of the storm? I keep seeing advertised on Sky. Is it any good? I wonder. Um, well, I think it is good. Yes. So um, well, thanks, Ashman. Thanks for the reminder. And the other one was, remember, last week I mentioned that some the Orville suggest suggest a funny episode of the Orville. And you've forgotten. And I forgot who did suggest one, but Constantine underscore 1987 said, you're asking for a comedic episode of the Orville, check out season one, episode nine, Cupid's Dagger, which stars, guest stars Rob Lowe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to take him up on that suggestion. You're going to watch another Orville? I'm going to watch another, another um, Orville. Yeah. Okay, um, will you be joining him? Um, probably not. No. Um, but I'd like to give a couple of shouts out, shout outs if that's what we're doing. Oh. Just very quickly, I just want to shout out Kaz Roberts, our friend and colleague, uh, the art queen at Grazia, who uh, was very kind about the podcast just before we came to record and said how weird it was. Not weird it was. How funny it was because you went to an event last night and she knows more about you than you know about her because she's such an avid listener and she's a fan of the pod. So I just want to say thank you for All I can do to her is apologise for having to <laughs> sit by me during uh, an awards dinner last night yeah. which, which I can't emphasize enough we did not win no but fair well, it's a taking part maybe next year you should enter this podcast well I have awards. entered this podcast for an award this year boy. yeah but you didn't enter it for that not for no. that particular no. for that particular you one I have entered us for an award this year podcast a free run no, yes that was it well the thing is I just thought well if I entered pilot we'd just win and like who needs that of course. I just thought Empire needed the, the, the you know they needed I, a chance so we cleared the way so that they would yeah. have a chance and, you, you know you used that semi-comedic uh, line on the Empire podcast I think it was last week and, and the Outburst of laughter from Chris Hugh. I've never heard more, like, literally, like, spitting his tea out with the idea that we might have managed to triumph over the Empire podcast. Yeah. In a, in yeah. A, what? In an thing. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get... Despite the fact that we are holders of... Yes. ...the Publisher Podcast Awards inaugural... Yeah. ...Best Entertainment Podcast. Well, I think there's been another one since then. There has, yes. there has, but yes. we didn't enter those. No, we didn't. Uh, okay. And we won that, and yeah. Chris didn't. Yeah, there exactly. you go. So have yeah. you, Chris. So, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, also, just I want to say, oh. Maggie May on Twitter was very sweet. She's messaged me about the Bake Off. She's very... <laughs> can I read you? She said, I'm very stressed out about your Bake Off at the Pilot TV podcast live show. As a good amateur baker, my advice is to read your res- recipe multiple times before you start, and if you need a recipe, you can never go wrong with Nigella. She's never failed me. You can message me, tweet me if you need anything. She's really stressed for me. And then what's even sweeter, Nigella tweeted back. What? So, what? listen, you kept listen. quiet. Hold on. Hold on. Is Nigella brag. making your cake? No, to be fair, she tweeted Mel to say thank you for recommending one of her recipes. But still, I think now I've got, she's she's in my arsenal now. I Could I just say, Arsenal has nothing to do with this. Uh, if uh, Who's a, who's a who, name me another sort of like celebrity chef that Paul I could have Hollywood. as a ringer. I think that might be too obvious. Well, uh, Nigella's quite obvious. She's she great, is quite obvious. She's a great Jamie baker. Oliver. Jamie Oliver. Pru- oh, no, Prue. Ba- is Jamie famous for the baking? I know he does a lot no, of like, not just food. Baking. But ba- is he, I mean, ba- you know, how, how, how good is his cake game? I think it's better cake- than yours. Yeah, I mean, well, that's yeah. the I bar mean, is low. Oh, good enough. What about Mary Berry? Mary Berry, I would say, if Mary Berry is listening to this podcast, I know obviously she is. <laughs> yeah. And you want to be my ringer and help me with the old uh, cake, you know, drop us a line. At, at James E. Dar on Instagram. Oh my God. You know. Well, you, so can... This started off as a nice shout <laughs> yeah, out someone exactly. who'd supported yeah. me in my baking endeavor. Oh, no, 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 going going no it occurred to me. So I was thinking about this the other day because obviously I, I, you know, need to organize the live show. One of the things I'm now most stressed about is having to learn to bake for this I show. I don't know why it came up stressful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. been stressing me out a lot. You, hang on, why is it stressing you out? You're like the famous Boydy Blondies are apparently uh, a thing. So I'm really worried about it. I can't remember how I did it. So my biggest fear is making one of you two sick. 
Is that a fear or a goal? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't make mm. the judge sick, obviously. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. yes. Yeah. Old yeah. Craig Bakes is going to be there. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, that's going to go badly. Mm, okay. God, I take it. Well, we're going to have to just go away and think about it. Okay. Slash, I've okay. got to find Nigella. There's going to be a lot of thought. Mary, mm. drop me a line. Uh, are we done with news? Yes. We're done with news. Okay. Shall we segue seamlessly into reviews? Uh, and we begin this week with Then You Run on Sky and Now. This is adapted by the Captures Ben Shannon from the book You Know Not. That one by Zoran Venkar. Uh, and this is a group of London teenagers on the run through Rotterdam while being pursued by Richard Coyle uh, and a serial killer as well. Boydie, did James. you run away from this? I ran towards it at you great did. speed. <laughs> um... This is a weird one because isn't it? it yeah, <laughs> right. So it's it's part. If you've seen the trailer for this, and they showed the trailer quite a lot on Sky, uh, it, it feels like it's a kind of like teen comedy drama mm. about four young women, um, kind of uh, wanting to go on a summer holiday together and get embroiled in a situation with some drug dealers. And it's like a chase, almost comedy thing, caper kind of thing. But it's also a serial killer thriller. Yes. The first scene, not a spoiler, it's the first scene, Yeah, is killing. Also, also, is incredibly upsetting. Incredibly upsetting. Mm. What the fuck is going on? I was not expecting that. No. And then... And also so dark, you can barely see what's happening. Oh my God. Very, very dark. I had to turn up the brightness (laughs) on my MacBook Air at a maximum to see what the fuck was going on. When you're watching it on your full TV screen, you're at my 78. (laughs) Oh God. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But it's really, yeah, disturbing, shocking. And what the fuck has this got to do, by the way, with the main story? I, thought, I genuinely thought I was watching the wrong show. Same. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Similar, same thing. So that's weird. And it's also kind of like a gangster drug dealing kind mm. of thing going yeah. on in, in Rotterdam. <laughs> um, but you know what? I did? Then I looked, I, found, I thought, this is so mad. I just wonder what elements of the original German novel by that Zoran Drvenkar, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Um, <laughs> D-R-V-E-N-K-A-R. I was thinking, you know, what, is it, is, it's like maybe Ben's brought in the serial killer element, you know, to, to give it, you know, add to the mix to make it to stir it all up and to make it more interesting than just being you know four teenage girls on the run from drug dealers uh but no that's all in the original novel i oh, looked really? it up yeah and there's a he makes the statement the writer i found this like statement he made about why did you he was asked why did you write this book where did the ideas come from and all of the madness that's in this first episode i've actually watched two episodes now of this show are there all present and correct in the original book that, that ben's adapted so it's a mad co-mingling of genres mm. and the thing that people are going to say about it is that tonally it's all over mm. the place but as I always hate that criticism it's such an obvious thing to say about anything I actually like genres being co-mingled and tones <laughs> moving around if you handle it well then it's fine I think they handle it really well in the show I have to say it's mad it's weird I think the serial killer element is is genuinely creepy and weird and scary mm. and that continues in episode 2 by the way uh, it's not just a one-off structural thing that starts with a mad flashback to serial killing. It, was, it, it does it again in episode two. And the four main characters, uh, led by uh, t- uh, 
Leah McNamara as, as Tara. She's like the main one of the teen girls that we get to know in the first episode. She's, she's the reason why they get yeah, to Rochester. Yeah, because her dad. Yeah. So her dad's in Rochester. He's like a music, he's a jingle maker. <laughs> Again, that's in the original novel. That was his job in the original novel. So he's like a creative figure and you're like, he's in this massive, lavish house in Rotterdam. Nice house. Yeah, we'd love to get it. It is a nice house. Great, yeah. great. Uh, architecture porn, yeah. Um, but she's she's going. They're estranged, but she's going over to see him so she can bring her mates to stay with them. And you meet his weird. He's got a weird girlfriend as well, who's kind of passag or just ag. Mm. Um, so uh, it's the, the cast really interesting. I, I particularly liked um, Kalina Sullivan's Orin, her dad, and the brother of the character played by Richard Coyle, who's this psychopathic drug dealer. Um, and there's this, the 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 um, the serial killer is known as the Traveler, by the way, played by Christian Rebeck in a genuinely disturbing performance. I thought the performances are all good. It's really well cast. It looks great. It's shot in a very interesting kind of stylized way. It's quite bewildering in many ways, but I enjoy a bit of bewilderment. And it's one of those things where you have to piece it all together and see how all all the different things, particularly the, how the serial killing is connected to these four girls and the caper that they go on. I thought it was really good. I really liked it. I agree. I mean, I I was a bit bemused by the the mashup. Yeah. Um, I'm probably less accommodating of it than you are but yeah I'm, I, I'm a little with you on that but I, I did like it and I really like the fact that it's really sort of championing new talent the four fe- female leads are all relatively up and coming stars and I think they all do a really good job the others were uh, played by Vivian Apara we have Yasmin Monet Prince and Isadora Fairhurst yes thank you I should have named those people as well. Vivian Apara who we should point out is extremely good in Rye Lane yes and I think a lot of a lot of the dark comedy actually stems from their sort of fun-loving friendship and they've got really great chemistry together. You know, their banter and they sort of like um, cutting put-downs and stuff and unswerving loyalty, which is a part of this because they all kind of have to stick together when a, a big, bad thing happens. So they, they that was the real draw for me. But um, yeah, I thought it was good drama. There's funny stuff, isn't there, with what, like, they, you know, they kind of pick up a, like a, a spoken word poet kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a, a, there's some of the doofus... Dudes in it, yeah. quite mm. because that kind of goes towards this tonal mishmash, doesn't it? Yeah. You've got really dark serial killer stuff, which is genuinely upsetting, like really mm. quite unpleasant. Yeah, not in, in that it's gory, but just quite disturbing. Then you've got this kind of crime stuff, which again, there's torture. There's also the crime stuff hits quite hard. Yeah, and then you've got this sort of very dark sense of humour, and then you've got straight up just funny bits as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange thing. My my main issue here is the. Total mishmash? Tr- no, no, not even that. It's it's the bell end problem. They're dreadful. Oh, oh. All the girls are dreadful. No, Absolutely, I hated all of them. And <laughs> I, I was just, like, I was just like, oh my god, I just, I can't stand any of you. Like they drove me out. I thought they're just, they're awful to each other. They're just, they're that's an- just like, but that's oh. S- certain team behaviour. I, I mean, did. I like, did not enjoy that. Days, were you yeah. ever a teenager? I was I mean, delightful. Did you okay. skip to that? I was a delightful teenager. To be teenager. fair, he wasn't, as far as we know, a teenage girl. <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to rule anything out, no, but sure. um, yeah, I just, I don't think I they're like... I don't think they were that bad. I, they they failed the Bell End test. Oh, I've not brought up the Bell End test in a very long time. Have you passed the Bell Never. Uh, this podcast doesn't pass the Bell End test, but uh, no, it does not pass the Bell End test. Oh dear. No, I didn't think they were that bad. I quite liked some of them. But it's a, yeah. You I see think more of their interaction. By the way, you don't actually see. You see a bit of their interaction in episode one. Yeah, but you see more. In yeah, because they're separated for a lot. Yeah, of I think you might. Mm. Them. Think they might grow more. on me a bit. Yeah, once they're mm. on the run and they're fleeing for their lives, basically. They, they're <laughs> bonds are plenty. Yeah, there are more, more, perhaps more. Life well, the, the serial killer thing sucked me in because yeah. I was like, because mm. it seemed so odd. I, like, I really want to know how these stories intertwine. Mm. Yes. 
Um, so yes. yeah, it was it was interesting. I just wish I had I not disliked the characters quite so much. Uh, okay. But that is then you run, which lands on Sky Max. When Boydy and now and on now a sorry Friday on the seventh of July nine p.m. nine p.m. Indeed, all available as a box set, as I believe all Sky original dramas are. Excellent. Next up this week, we have A Thin Line on Paramount Plus, uh, which follows two sisters on a mission to expose eco-crimes only to hack a government server and be forced to face the question, what line are you willing to cross for something you believe in? At least that's what the IMDb synopsis says. I wouldn't actually know because I haven't seen it. Now, I should say this before our favourite listener leaves us another snarky review about how disrespectful I am. Uh, This was not, in fact, because I had ceiling to paint, uh, although I did paint my banisters on the weekend uh, but uh, uh, rather that's not a euphemism <laughs> <laughs> not a euphemism not a euphemism actual banisters uh, uh, but you know this was this was because they refused to give me screeners I asked for screeners they gave you screeners Boydie they it's gave like you the screeners Kay. it's the Witcher all over it's again it's the Witcher yeah. all over yeah. again I asked screeners they did not give we me screeners we didn't get the Witcher the new series of one of the most popular shows on all of streaming we did get an obscure <laughs> German uh, serial about eco people do you think it was it was my stance on subtitles they were like, no, you yeah, can't have yeah, it. That's that it. Sense. And they refused to give it to me. F you. Perhaps that's what it was. Uh, all right, fine. But that aside, Boydie, which side of said thin line oh, did you fall on? I'm this one as well. You are. Okay. <laughs> this is a German TV series um, about two twin sisters, not identical twins, uh, just twins, called Anna and Benny Krom, who are cyber activists and hackers, or one might say cyber hacktivists. Hey. Um, <laughs> Who are um, kind of trying to stop the government and members of the government doing bad things to the environment. Literally, like they're trying to save forests and they're kind of, they're getting, one of them, the Benny one, is getting more and more kind of extreme and into kind of like, you know, trying to blackmail politicians, expose politicians, maybe even use their, you know, what they're, what's out there online or even stuff that we don't know about, compromise them in compromising pictures, etc. Whereas her sister Anna is the more reserved kind of... Um, level-headed. Level-headed of the two of them. And it, it kind of gets out of hand towards the end of the first episode to the extent which they kind of face a big crisis and the uh, the one who's got a bit bonkers, Benny, um, is clearly going to go even more mad and get involved with environmental terrorism, basically. I think there's no other word for it. Uh, whereas, look <laughs> <laughs> like that. Whereas Anna, her sister, is like, whoa, we're going too far. So there's kind of a rift develops between these two sisters. Oh my God, this is heavy going. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Honestly. Do you think Paramount did me a favour? Oh, yeah, Honestly, Jay, you, you would have not liked this. You escaped lightly. Yeah. Because, first of all, I mean, talk about not, not surviving the Bellend test. Anna's fine. She's kind of like just a bit boring, really. For, mm-hmm. for an eco-hacktivist, she's a bit like blur. She doesn't really contribute much. Played apart by from, Saskia Rosendahl. Right. She's she her role is to kind of like rein in her sister, her crazy sister Benny. But oh my god, honestly, James, Ben, this character, she is one of the most irritating <laughs> people characters on TV for a long time for me. She's like all four of those teenage girls. Oh my in, god. Yeah. In Then You Run, put together and more so. She's so annoying. Spoilt, like at one point she just breaks out in tears because of something that might or might not happen in a forest. Now I'm not trying to say that you know eco 
you know, environmentalists aren't doing a good job, a good thing. Obviously, I'm pro-environmentalism, but she's watching her burst out into tears. Well, by the way, she's with her parents in this their massive mansion mm. somewhere, wherever the fuck they live in Germany. It is. She's um, highly strung and highly emotional. Highly strung, highly, highly annoying, highly irritating <laughs> in every single way. I could not bear her at all. I cannot, wow! I cannot say any more about how unbearable she is. So, I mean, there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to carry on watching this thing. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of like. It's filmed in a quite, it's like an indie movie kind of. Yeah, gone there's some for nice scenes with the forest and the lighting yeah. and the way it's yeah, uh, nice shot. Yeah, nice scenes in the forest. Um, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> this, 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 is, this was like, uh, it was heavy, yeah. it was dense, it was boring. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'm... I just echo everything um, Boyd said. I think James had an easy out this week. I'd like to send and my personal thanks to Paramount yeah, Plus exactly. for not sending me screeners. <laughs> also, do you know what? The, I thought the I really like the opening sequence. I did. I did like that. Well, I remind mean, me, what happens again? So basically, the the I think the annoying one. Benny is like um, soliciting um, support from people in a cafe of like uh, trying to yeah, stop yeah, this yeah, motorway yeah. being yeah. built and um, destroying the forest. And in doing so, she cleverly. Uh, does something very sneaky that helps with the hacking, and I thought that was really well done. Within two minutes, they just all—it re- was really well mm. constructed that yeah. um, opening scene. But after that, I mean, the exposition. There's one point where one sister to the other is jokingly, basically explaining what they're doing under the pretense of like, "Oh, and then we'll tell him we're doing this. We're going to break into the Ministry of Transport." And da 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 da. da. And I'm like, N- it, just hide it, hide it a bit better. <sighs> also, yeah. Boydo. Yeah. Didn't you think, oh, maybe it was me. I really feel it was like a suggestion or something untoward between these sisters. Oh, no, yeah, completely. It's oh, like, yeah, there's one bit. It's yeah. so yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. right? They yeah. they sleep, like nothing wrong with sleeping in the same bed, but I mean like there's a hair's breadth between them, right? They're like literally spooning each did, other in bed. Did they sleep head to toe like no, in Maryland? No, see that. <laughs> no, head to you know, head. Yeah, head to head, which like usually Spooner. I would say is fine, but it's like a spooning situation. Yeah, it's, it's weird. They're kind of gazing at each other, yeah. like touching each other's faces They're and very stroking each other's hair. Yeah. Like yeah. I just think it's a lot. It's not right. No, it's not right. It's not, it is. Yeah, I that found is, it so distracting then because I was oh, like, yeah. are they trying to suggest something like, you know? Yeah. Because there's uh, one night where the mad one goes off and has like a lovely time, doesn't she? Mm. Like after some attempt. She basically, she calls off their, like whatever they're doing, cyber terrorist attack, decides to go out on the piss, yeah. comes back, Still drunk yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Where, to, to where her sister is and climbs into bed. That's with when her. the weird spooning happens. Yes, yeah, it is freaky. Yeah, that was the most interesting. To be fair, that was the most interesting. <laughs> the big thing. incest energy was. Yeah, uh, okay. that was the, the best slash only interesting thing about the show. But it's one of those shows that's so pointlessly irritating that you wonder. <laughs> it makes you question the whole existence of streaming. You know, like why? What did Paramount Plus see in this thing? Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's just mad. Yeah. It's a shame because you know we want to do more foreign dramas on here, yeah, but this this, this, oh, this is not okay as our foreign language editor. Mm. Like you should be, you should be. Hello, you know. I brought you fake profile, which is like very soapy and trashy, <laughs> but is infinitely better than this in terms of being entertaining. Well, yeah. a thin line then comes to Paramount Plus. A nine from us. When? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, Boy's blocked it out from his head. Boy's <laughs> like, do you know what? It doesn't matter you know what? when it comes. Don't watch it. Hold on, sixth of July. Sixth of July. Watch it at your peril. Uh, Finally this week, we have Blindspot. No, no, not the procedural series about a naked, heavily tattooed Jamie Alexander, but rather, (laughs) rather, a Channel 5 crime thriller that sees a masked man bludgeon someone to death on an estate only for him to haunt the only witness, not least of all, as local Bobby Roskamp apparently gives zero fucks about the whole affair. Okay, (laughs) did this show make you want to bludgeon yourself to death? Yes. (laughs) 
it did. I can't sugarcoat it. This week has been a hard going week. And, this, and I was really thought, oh, please, Ross Kemp, come on. Everyone's expecting a certain thing from you. Pull it out of the bag. And oh, no. Just, I mean, okay. First of all, I mean, as you said, so the character of Hannah, she's played by Beth Alsbury, uh, or Alsbury, and she she basically goes to help a girl in need who she discovers is actually her friend. But it's a ruse for a man to essentially, in a scary mask, to attack her. Yeah. And she sees her friend, like her friend tries to distract the man so that um, Hannah can run, uh, can get away, but ultimately bears the brunt of the man's violence and is killed. Yes. You know, and Hannah witnesses that. And then she's, and then it's this terrifying thing where Hannah's in a wheelchair and she's trying to sort of um, outpace an able-bodied man who's intent on harming her, which is the, it's really terrifying actually those scenes. And Hannah subsequently becomes sort of like just fixated and obsessed with finding the murderer because as you say, the police don't seem to care, care at all. Um, Ross Kemp plays to- Tony Warden, who is a detective. He wears a leather jacket a la Grant Mitchell yeah, and and he's the detective who's brought on board to solve this crime. But he's so disenfranchised, he doesn't care. Like as James says, he gives zero fucks, and he could be less bothered. The community are in uproar, and that is communicated to us in such a heavy-handed way, right? So you've got like he receives retirement cards in his car when he goes into the police station. All the fellow colleagues leave as soon as he walks in. There's no subtlety about this at all. It's so that heavy-handed. That scene is hilarious. Yeah, they just he walks <laughs> that, in. Honestly, there's the funniest walks... thing I've seen on TV for years. <laughs> He walks in and everyone literally yeah. scarpers. It's yeah. like... It's um, so much like when I come into the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, the implication being that, you know, also that he's bent, a bent copper and that's there's a reason why he doesn't want to investigate. I found Hannah annoying in the way that you found Benny annoying. I just, you know, like, I just... The question, the question, overall question is, is this, because Hannah becomes fixated with it. She works in a job where she uh, monitors CCTV and she thinks she sees this masked um, attacker a lot. But the question is, is it real? Is she just um, so fixated that she's now imagining things? And also, why doesn't Tony care? By the end of this, I don't care. <laughs> I really, you know, from the dialogue to, dialogue to the performance, um, I just was disappointed by this. And, you know, some of the acting was sort of as wooden as the baseball bat that the, mur- the murderer carries. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't carry on. I've got a new test for this kind of show, right? Oh. Det- detective series. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I'm now going to run it past every single detective drama we do, which is which is the cloth test. And it's whether or not it passes the A Touch of Cloth, Charlie Brooker's um, series, which I mentioned here before, which is a brilliantly funny spoof, airplane-style spoof of all detective dramas ever. Three different series of it. But it's so... He does... It's so brilliantly giddily stupid, his, his, his um, piss take of all the cliches and tropes of detective dramas, that this show, this episode, this first episode of Blind Spot, which you're supposed to take seriously, is... As funny as a touch of cloth, almost because that see, that episode, that um, incident you describe, <laughs> where he walks into the police station, they literally stop. He's so or madly. When, when he's looking at the retirement oh, cards and then he's yeah. playing endlessly with his n- ring yeah. to just emphasize the fact that he's you know yeah. struggling in his marriage. There's another bit where he's handed, literally handed a uh, a, a load of pound of um, fifty pound notes oh, yes. in, in a. In a <laughs> <laughs> in an envelope like 
Uh, am I, is he corrupt? Yeah. Is that, can you remember thinking of Line of Duty, how brilliantly you think like, how they handle yeah. you. Is he or isn't he corrupt in yeah. that? So it's like, this one is literally like, leafing through multiple times these £50 notes in this envelope he's been given. It's just got sequence after sequence that would completely work in a touch of cloth, which is a spoof of this type of show. I like this new test. Oh my God. It, I, it was, but it was, it is, I think it's so bad it's really funny. I think it's it really Yeah, but it's not me. trying to be a comedy. And, but also, his performance every time he arrives he's literally oh I can't be bothered he's like a spoiled teenager he's like oh no he's just complaining again about someone being killed in an alleyway I wish we were filming this <laughs> fucking you know do, do your job you absolutely but like twat. obviously we like you know spoilers but we get to more like there's some he's got some stuff going on which yeah. is obviously affecting him but it's like by that point it's just like not to that level yeah. yeah exactly exactly um, that it is it is really not Quite good. extraordinary how, how funny that. <laughs> and, and you know, I actually, they, they could, I have to admit, by the end of it, that first episode, unlike you, there's a, there is a montage of upcoming episodes. <laughs> there is. Like, yeah. Yes. Which I, I thought, oh my God, it's going to get really no, mad. I stopped before that. It's going to get really mad because all you can deduce from, this isn't a spoiler because they almost spoil their own show, but the implication of the montage of clips from, from forthcoming episodes seem to imply that. There is some kind of mass conspiracy. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> but, that, that, but genuinely, this yeah. is the part of this whole thing that threw me so much. Is this this ridiculous low level? It all takes place in this one estate, and they've got some CCTV, and this crime was committed. And by the time you get to the end, you've genuinely got something where they're going to call in Ted Hastings because there's yeah. this massive global conspiracy <laughs> spent to the highest levels of local government. You're yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, Completely. it's super whack. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely totally whack. whack in a really funny touch of cloth style. But I'm I'm feeling very very indicated because I genuinely worried that I was going to come into one of these situations today where I would be like oh my god this was so and you'd be like no it's perfectly good you're just being an elitist twat and I thought no, I thought you're... this is going to be one of these situations where I couldn't read whether this was just me on this or... rare occasion you're yeah. right yeah I would say that if there is a diametric opposite to peak TV then this falls somewhere <laughs> in that area of the Venn diagram yeah I mean we should say it's good I, you know I do think it's it's because it's still so rare to have a disabled I was going to say that yes you know, yes, yeah. yes, the, yes, she's yes. the main character. That's the, the yeah, that the interesting aspect. That is the interesting aspect. And yes. actually, it's and interesting it's about, how they used her disability, right. like a source of the ten, a yeah. lot of the tension, yeah. right? Because yeah. you know, how I she can help. The first, I actually thought the first scene where she witnesses, in fact, yeah. horrendous it is. crime. Yeah. That was per, that was good. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Good in quotes. But like, but then there is just, one later on where she's <laughs> being pursued with a witcher, which veers ever so faintly oh, into Benny Hill in the lift yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you're just like yeah. what is happening I know, just I know. it's a good it's a nifty little trick that I might try out <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean... I wouldn't advise it um, yeah it goes completely off the rails <laughs> 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 I can't stop laughing at Ross Kemp before. it's because it is really funny it's really funny how pissed off he is oh Blind spot then, which yeah. comes to Channel this is, Five. This is a drama event, James. It runs uh, on Channel Five Tuesday to Friday, stripped across the week. Stripped across oh, the week. That's your whole week sorted. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know next. You know what happens next week? We might end up reviewing is the new stripped across the week Channel Five drama starring Danny Dyer. Oh yeah. Oh, kill me. No, no I like Danny Dyer. No spoilers. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of other stuff next week, well, so we'll have to see. Well, originations count first. <laughs> Foundation season two. <laughs> 
Let me remind you. Oh, God. Right. Uh, what else is out this week? Oh, what else is out? The Lincoln Lawyer, season two. Lincoln Lawyer we're does all, return, I think we yes. quite like, do we like season Not one? really. Oh, we okay. thought it was fine. We fine. thought it was fine. And, you know, obviously this is Michael Connolly, who, yes. you know, is part of the Bushiverse, in fact. Of course. Uh, but it's just that it's on Netflix and it's not on Prime, so they can't cross over. But yeah. I, yeah, it's I've, I found it a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that starts on Netflix Thursday, 6th of July. Be excited, obviously. Um, the Horror of Dolores Roach. Yes, which we'll be reviewing on Pilot Plus this week. Yes, that arrives on Prime Video on Friday the 7th of July, July but was embargoed, so that we're leaving that yes. to do on Pilot Plus. That's It's a comedy horror drama. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Yeah. Um, there's a thing called The Effects of Lying, which is a one-off feature-length um, comedy thing on ITVX on Thursday uh, with Ace Batty from Line of Duty. He was a slightly mysteriously kind of not very nice, quasi-aggressive superior officer in that show. I think he was ahead oh, of the yeah, Met almost yeah, yeah. or whatever. Do you remember? Very senior. Yeah. Um, and it's got Leila Ruas in it as well. I haven't watched it, but it's supposed to be quite good. ITVX. But it's, it's feature length, so we couldn't have reviewed it because... None of us James have got that amount off. of time. Oh, the Southbank Sky Arts Awards are on um, Wednesday on Sky Arts now, which I was one of the judges of, and I'll be attending that ceremony on this very Sunday at the Savoy Hotel. And, Who will you um, be wearing, Boyd? Um, I think Supreme. I'll be wearing my normal... I might wear a Supreme T-shirt and a, my Paul Smith suit, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Then there's loads of non-fiction shows which James will turn his nose up on at, at if I mention them. Like Cooking with the Stars. <laughs> yes, I will. Take Off the Professionals. Joanna Lumley's Spice Trail Adventure. Oh, I mean, I love all of Joe Lum. Kay's a big Joe Lum fan. I James, love Joe yeah. Lum. Weird, can I just say, we're cooking with the stars, right? This is a celebrity cooking competition, uh-huh. as you may <laughs> expect from the cycle. Uh, yeah. But among the cast, people take notice, Jason Watkins, who I would describe as a proper good, serious actor, but he's doing um, Cooking with the Stars. Well, he's a star. Good on Cooking him, with say. the stars, yeah. he's a star. It's quite rare to get that kind of thespian involved in this kind of show, is all I'd say. But I'm quite excited about that, so there you go. Well, I mean, they approached you for Bake Off, boy. So next, it's series one. Before it's it Ryan Reynolds on Bake Off. Was he just posing with Prue and Paul Hollywood? Do you see that photo? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's outside no? the tent. Oh wow! Okay, no, I didn't mm. see that at all. That is it for another excellent episode of the Pilot TV podcast. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, please do head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five Ross Kemp rating. Pick uh, of the week. Uh, oh yeah, we need a pick yeah, of the week. We need a pick of the week. Is it Blind Spot? <laughs> Do you know what? It's not blind spot, and nor is it a thin line. Yeah. James, it is then you run. Yes, yes, then yes. you run. The only show we can, in good conscience, recommend yeah. you watch this week. Uh, okay, exciting stuff. Um, I should say, please do buy tickets to our live show, our two hundred fiftieth live show, on. August the 19th at King's Place in London. It's going to be amazing. There will be baking. There will be cakes. There will be a judge for the... I mean, I should say, it's not a baked good base show. It's not all about baking. It's not like the Pilot TV Bake Off. That will be a very small part of a larger show. Boyd's going to bring 15, 16 of his celebrity friends down. It's going to be epic. We're going to review brilliant stuff. Go to kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250 and book your tickets now. You can find us on the social medias at Pilot TV Pod, at James C. Dyer, at K. Ribeiro, and at Boyd Hilton. Now, we will be back next week when there is a vast selection of things for us to look at. Maybe Company You Keep on Disney Plus could be the After Party Season 2. Quantum Leap comes to Paramount Plus, the remake of that show. Foundation Season 2 comes to Apple. You better believe we're doing that. The Great Season 3 <laughs> comes to Lionsgate it. Plus. The Summer I Turn Pretty returns as well. So there's a lot of stuff going next and- week. Danny Dyer and, and Danny Heat. Dyer it's called Heat it's called Heat it's Michael Mann directed it it's absolutely true yeah. uh, okay great so we will be doing that as well and Kay will be happy because we have not one not two but three stars 
of The Witcher on this very podcast just for you. Exciting stuff. Kay, you psyched? Sigh. Yeah. Yennefer of Wengerberg will be here. Princess Cyrilla of Sintra and Yaskia the Bard. Okay, we really do need some. No Geralt? Uh, no, Geralt. Geralt was not available. Geralt? Uh, yes. Geralt. Geralt of <laughs> Rivia. Tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, we we ended how we started. Geralt, Boyd says. Geralt of Rivia. Yes. I mean, yeah. No, you'll be, you'll be shocked to hear that uh, old Henry isn't doing press for this, his final season of The Witcher. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that'll be fun. Look forward to it next week. Or we will see you on Thursday for Pilot Plus. In the meantime, Pilot out. <laughs>